Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Harry, Bill. And, and Nick. Hey. And Nick. Yeah, because there's no Gina. No. Uh, Gina is uh, out of town. Shocker. Uh, hi. All right. Hi there. Hi. Let's uh, officially begin the show, and then we'll play this uh, phone call for you from Kyle Brown. Uh, do we have a sponsor, Nick? Yes. Want a fun night out on the town? Try cooking class from Park City Culinary Institute in Salt Lake. Classes include recipes, ingredients, and the tools you'll need. Learn more at parkcityculinaryinstitute.com. Uh, the moon is 4% of full. It's a waxing crescent. It will rise today. At 8.43 a.m., today being Friday, the 18th day of August in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, 2023. It's National Fajita Day, National Ice Cream Pie Day, mm. and it's Never Give Up Day. Many people don't realize how close they were to success before they quit. Hence, by never giving up, we are more likely to achieve the greater things in life. Oh, nice. And now live with subtitles in 20 languages provided by the Acme Subtitle Company, it's the world's most informative radio show. Our signal is beamed in stereo around the world by the powerful Broadway media transmitters to millions of people at home and abroad. It's the, we sure will miss you, Kyle Brown, edition of the Radio from Hell show. Starring the Lords of Morning Radio, Kerry Jackson, Bill Allred, Gina Barberi. Uh, Nick is filling in uh, for uh, Gina today. Nick's your buddy, Nick's your pal. Katie, for short, is our producer, and I assume it's Macy and Dawson helping out mm -hmm. in the producer's booth mm -hmm. now. All right. Kyle Brown... Uh, died recently. This is the last phone call he ever made to the station. Oh, it is. Uh, because he couldn't speak anymore. Now, he continued to communicate with us about mm -hmm. weekly letters. Uh, but his, you, well, you'll hear. This is from uh, 425 yeah. of this year. Here we go. There was a boy. A very strange enchanted boy. Uh, that very strange enchanted boy was, or is, <laughs> I should say, Kyle Brown. And um, as you know, many of you know, we've been reading letters from Kyle Brown. Uh, he's been a long-time uh, participant on this show. Uh, we've found out that Kyle is suffering from a fatal condition called ALS, and it's affected his speech, and that's why he's been sending us letters. But today, Kyle is on the phone, and I think Kyle's wife, Colleen, is with us as well. Kyle, are you there? Yeah. Hey. Oh. We're here. There we oh, are. there's Colleen. Uh, Kyle, uh, uh, are are you feeling uh, well today? Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, he's he's uh, what? What's wh why is he? When I saw Kyle on Saturday, Colleen, you 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 and Kyle, uh, Kyle said he was feeling pretty good. What's the problem today? Yeah, what is the problem today, Kyle? 
ALS. ALS. Full thing. I see. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that. Kyle is. Are, are how are your spirits? Are you generally are, are you feeling down or up or how how are you? Uh, okay. They're okay. They're, they're, your spirits are okay. Okay. So, uh, Colleen, what, what, why are we doing this differently this week? Because Kyle said so. Is <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's that's pretty much what happens around the house anymore. Kyle said so, and so that's what happens. Uh, yes, he barked orders at me all day long barks orders at you hey kyle let me hear you bark an order kyle uh i see (laughs) uh uh, kyle um you uh now i was asking you uh when i saw you on saturday uh you're you're still able to to work that's right isn't it he said yes. <laughs> oh, that was I see. that was yes. Okay. I see. Uh, did did uh, uh, when I was there on Saturday too? Um, uh, your daughter, uh, her name is um, ne- Nina. Is that right? Yes. It was going to the prom, and uh, Kyle, did she have any stories about the prom when uh, when she when you saw her after prom? He said, I know you were wondering where my daughter ordered dinner from it or what she ordered at Stanza. Right. Yeah, it stands because the, I, um, and she got rigatoni. She got rigatoni. Rigatoni. Uh, okay. I urged her to try the um uh the uh, carbonara, but no 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 dice, huh? Sorry. Nope. Yeah. Did, she, did, did she have a good time? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no. I, hope, well, I hope he's not listening. Well, I. <laughs> she's a, she's a charming charming person, and uh, uh, and I think uh, you guys are lucky to have her around. Um, uh, Kyle, um, are you still planning on going to New York City for the S? Is it is it an SB or is well, it's not an SB? Is it? An Emmy. An, an Emmy. The an Emmy. Emmy. It's a an Emmy. Emmy. A sports Emmy award. And are you still planning on going to New York for that, Kyle? Um, uh, we committed yesterday to attend the sports Emmy oh, in great. New York oh. on May 22nd. It will, of course, be dependent on my health. <laughs> on, health oh, Kyle's oh, health, sure. not your health. No. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, he told me. Yeah, and I and I that's pretty tough timing too because I'm there's for Kyle. You you what? <laughs> She's translating. I'm translating. Uh, uh, that's pretty tough because there's a graduation like a couple of days uh, after that, right? Yes, two days later, Nina High School graduates wow. from high school. Uh, well, Kyle, would you would you uh, like people? I know people have been sending you. Uh, emails. Would you like them to continue to do that? Oh, oh you're just making yes, this up. Yes, he is. You're he d- said yes. Oh, there we go. He's just making this up. Kyle is being. Kyle is still Kyle. He's, he's still being funny. Kyle of course he is. is still 
Would you like people to send you an email? <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get laughing, which is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I, we don't want to make Kyle laugh. He'll choke on his own laugh. His own yeah. laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, listen. I'll make sure and republish your um, uh, email address, Kyle, uh, so that people can send. Because I know you do like hearing from people. And there are people out there listening who have family members who have ALS. Mm -hmm. Some of them experience it themselves. And uh, uh, I don't know if you heard, Kyle, they, um, somebody suggested that we get uh, put all your letters together and publish them in, in like a book. And um, I don't know, try to sell it for raise money for ALS or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what we, how we would do it. But do, generally, would you be in favor of that? He said yes. Okay. I thought that was that was that's that's a relief. That was yes. I just Kyle. I just I can't I can't stress enough, and I think people. You, uh, it's it's a cliche to say it's a cliche to say it, but you are uh, an inspiring person to a lot of people hearing this. I think it's, and then a lot of people hearing it thinks this is sick. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm prepared for. I the, hope they don't think he's exaggerating because this is pretty authentic speech. Uh, it is. I'm I'm preparing for the angry DMs at this moment. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. When I talk, it's it's interesting though. When I sat with Kyle and Colleen on Saturday, uh, we can carry on a conversation mostly kind of back and forth between me and Colleen. But Kyle is part of that conversation somehow, and I don't know how to explain it. It's just he's he's right there and present in the conversation, mm -hmm. and yet he can't really say much. It's 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 it's, it's kind of remarkable. Yes. He said yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. That's what I thought. All right. All right. Oh. Well, Kyle. We love you both. We love you. Uh, we'll, uh, maybe we'll go back to a letter next week. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll this, see. Might be, this was great. That I might be better. We'll see. But we'll play it by ear. Yes. Uh, all right. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks, you two. Look over there. Okay, that's right. That's right. There was a boy. Uh, a celebration of Kyle and his life uh, is uh, Saturday at the Centerpoint Legacy Theater, and everybody's invited. It's to honor an amazing person, Kyle Brown. Uh, it is the Centerpoint Theater. There's a uh, big theater there. It'll mm -hmm. hold over 500 people. And I think it's the family is going to get together a smaller theater at 930, and then I think at 10 o'clock or 1030, the... The uh, the rest everybody's invited, so it's it's all on our social medias. If you want to look there and take a sticker to stick on his coffin, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what he requested. Yeah. All right. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big Boy News brought to you by. Become a nurse in just 32 months at Nightingale College. Blending online classes with on-ground supervised field experience, virtual college, actual nursing. Start your nursing journey at Nightingale.edu. Now accepting enrollments for spring semester. Well, I think Frank Chris must have visited this person. Tragedy, one of a kind and original, he will be missed. Legendary music mogul Jerry Moss. Yes. One of the co-founders of A&M Records. He's the M in A&M. And uh, uh, the A was uh, musician Herb Alpert and his Tijuana Brass. Yes. Uh, but the A&M Records, uh, behind major bands like The Carpenters, The Police, uh, has died. He was 88 years old. Moss died at his home in Los Angeles. Uh, he helped oversee one of the world's largest independent record labels. Uh, each uh, man, uh, Herb Alpert and uh, Mr. Moss, uh, invested just a hundred bucks each to get wow. the get the label going. Had very humble beginnings. Uh, of course, their major artist, the first artist they had, was Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Of course, and those those albums were huge sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, those Tijuana Brass albums. Um, throughout the 70s and 80s, Moss and Albert signed a host of music superstars like Soundgarden, Squeeze, Janet Jackson, and, of course, The Police. In their 28-year run, the men also produced blockbuster albums like Carole King's Tapestry, Peter Frampton's Frampton Comes Alive. Uh, Frampton tweeted on Wednesday that Moss was a true gentleman who created a label where artists could find themselves. They eventually sold A&M to Polygram for $500 million. Hmm and worked with the label, stayed on working with it until 1993. Um, Sting inducted Moss and Herb Alpert into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, let's see if it uh, doesn't say if Herb, uh, I'm not sure if Herb Alpert is around still or not. It doesn't say he's passed here. Ask Frank when he gets here. I will. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Of, I hate to bring it up again because I know you hate it, but there's a lot of A&M Records artists uh-huh. in the yeah, Yacht, Rock Yacht Rock documentary. Yeah. Sorry. Please. <laughs> Cheryl Crow was the last artist they they ever, they ever signed. Wikipedia says Herb is still alive. He's fine. How old is he? Does it say? Uh, eighty-eight years. Same age as Mr. Moss, who mm-hmm. just died. Uh, and uh, Timothy Chalamet apparently told Greta Gerwig, "You should put me in the Barbie movie. I should have been in that." Well, did you try out? In an interview yeah. with Hollywood First Look, Gerwig revealed that uh, the Wonka star. Uh, first visited her on the set of the film in London. The director said she wanted to, uh, she wanted Chalamet and uh, Saoirse Ronan to uh, make cameos in the movie, but their schedules didn't uh, mm-hmm. didn't match up. I tried to get them both in it; they both couldn't do it. Gerwig said, although Timothy uh, did come by the set and then said, "I should have been in this movie," and I was like, "I know. Why aren't you in it?" Stupid. Gerwig uh, previously told Cinema Blend that she wanted the pair to appear in her new film in specialty cameos. Both of them couldn't do it, and I was so annoyed. But I love them so much, and I felt like doing something without my children. I mean, I'm not in their in their room, but I sort of feel like their their mom. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't know. She's I guess I, she's yeah. sort of adopted them as I her, guess. her kids. I sent her an email. I said I should have been in it as well. Oh, mm-hmm. both both Chalamet and Ronan 
were in uh, Lady Bird and Little Women, directed by Greta Gerwig. And you were in Little Women, weren't you, Nick? Uh, you don't I remember? don't think so. No. I'll have to check in on that. <laughs> uh, the ex-wife of a Utah Valley University graduate and Microsoft executive, Jared Bridgen, has been charged with his murder. Shauna Gardner-Fernandez has been indicted on first-degree murder charges by a grand jury in Florida. She was also charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and child abuse. In uh, February of 16th of 2022, Brightgun had dropped off his twins at his... But now, this was his ex-wife by this time, Gardner-Fernandez's home, is Gardner-Fernandez, and he was shot multiple times in the head in the middle of a Jacksonville Beach street after stopping to uh, remove a tire that was blocking the road. Brightigan's two-year-old daughter was in the back seat of the SUV when he was shot. Mm. Gardner Fernandez's current husband, Mario Fernandez Saldana, was indicted for first-degree murder earlier this year, while Henry Tenen, Fernandez's Saldana's former tenant, was also arrested and accused of firing the gun that killed Brightigan. Huh. Tenen pleaded guilty to second-degree murder charges and is cooperating with prosecutors. Uh, Bridegan and Gardner Fernandez married in Salt Lake City in 2010, raised two children here in Utah, then they divorced five years later. So apparently all three of these people were involved that ended up in Mr. Bridegan getting shot in the head six times. There's more to the story, I'm sure, but it is not in this story. Yeah. Uh, thunderstorms, they sort of, <coughs> excuse me, sort of spared us, uh, but there were thunderstorms all around Salt Lake City and yeah. in the south, mm -hmm. uh, there were thunderstorms up, uh, 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 you know, bountiful mm -hmm. northward. And down south, Cedar City, uh, they experienced widespread flooding in the north end of the city. Uh, the flood risk may not be over yet. Cedar City authorities worked to drain the water as it filled the streets and flooded homes due to the storm. One resident, David Simpson, spent part of his day helping his boss in what he called pretty devastating flooding situations. He went to his boss's house to help him. He had to wade through knee-deep water that covered the entire street. Simpson said he saw multiple authorities arrive with sandbags and tractors to help clean up the area and homeowners getting things out of their houses and garages. He said he saw a Chevy Camaro towed out of the water that reached its hood. So lots and lots of uh, flooding in Cedar City, in the mm -hmm. north part of town. Did you see the video of the Cedar City Jail trying no. to fight water off? No. no. It was just all the inmates, like, like really you know, getting in there. Yeah. Wow. Plugging up every <laughs> which way water's coming in. Uh, the head of the Utah National Guard has been placed on administrative leave by Governor Spencer Cox after it was learned that he was under investigation by the Army. On Thursday, oh really? Yeah, Cox uh, announced the placing of Major General Michael Turley on leave. He didn't give any details. USA Today reports that the uh, two-year investigation into Turley found that he had an inappropriate relationship with a subordinate soldier. Wow. We have not received a copy of their report, but based on the information conveyed by the Department of the Army Inspector General, Major General Turley was placed on paid administrative leave, said Governor Cox. Brigadier General Daniel Boyack will assume command of the Utah National Guard on an interim basis. And uh, oh, speaking of um, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Spencer Cox, the governor, yes. he said uh, yeah, this week that he doesn't believe uh, Donald Trump is the guy to be a Republican in the White House. He doesn't think he can win. 
During his monthly news conference, Cox shared his thoughts on Trump's attempt to regain the presidency Wrong. and his disappointment over the support he continues to receive despite numerous indictments. Wrong. Now, didn't uh, Spencer Cox endorse Trump when yes. he was running for president? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, Trump certainly <laughs> entitled to run. He also happens to be the forerunner right now in the Republican Party. I'll say that does trouble me for sure, said Cox, but less so that he's deciding to run and more uh, so at the support he is giving. Wrong. Cox said it would make nothing would make him happier to have a Republican defeat President Biden, but it just he doesn't have any faith in in Trump. Well, now in an effort to share Cox's sentiment of disagreeing better, okay. I think Trump can, and that's the scary part. Can win, win the presidency? No, yeah, no. going to be pretty hard. I, uh, he's getting mocked on social media. He made two big announcements. He made a big announcement on Thursday oh. that uh, he was going to have a huge news conference on Monday yeah. and deliver irrefutable evidence of the 2020 presidential election fraud in a, all caps, conclusive report <laughs> that would lead to a complete, all caps, exoneration. Because and, now is the time to do that. And then <laughs> his lawyers said, not such a good idea. Wrong. So this what broke my heart. Do, this I know. broke my heart when it got canceled. So, so, so what? You know, they must be saying to him. So, what you're going to do is you're going to lay out all of this stuff that the prosecution will then use in evidence against. You. Yes. And the person who is heading up the, the the press conference is total loon. Oh yeah. I mean, queen conspiracy theory. You know. Yeah, she's awful. It was gonna be so funny. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Yeah. What was the scandal that happened back when he first became president, where he just stacked all the papers? It was oh, his. It was of... his. Uh, it was his. Uh, that... his, uh, his accounting of his finances. That's yeah. right. Yeah. This is the, files, as you can see, clearly piles, piles of files and that with all blank pages. I have distanced myself from the Trump Inc. business. It's all into my kids and the. These papers prove it. Can we look at the papers? No, you cannot. But there are stacks and stacks of them. And they were all blank. It's no Four Seasons, but we need a retour. And an announcement was made by Tracy Aviary yesterday. Oh. Sad news. Oh, no. The death of their longest standing resident, a 64-year-old Andean condor named Andean Condor. Mm. The condor was hatched in 1959 at the San Diego Zoo and arrived at Tracy Aviary the following year. There's actually some little video of them feeding, hand-feeding this little baby condor. Um, According to staff members and his keeper, Andy reportedly died in his sleep on Wednesday due to natural causes. But he used to go strolling around the park with Helen. Uh, he was an ambassador for his species, helping ed- to educate both visitors at Tracy Aviary as well as his more than 21,000 followers on Facebook about the important role vultures play in maintaining healthy ecosystems. He was very well known by condor lovers around the world and would receive hundreds of birthday cards every year <laughs> and greetings from his fans every year. Uh, he had a special bond with staff member Helen Dishaw. That's uh, right. Which began their cherished tradition of taking morning walks together around the Tracy Aviary, often joined by other other staff and visitors. Yeah. And I mean, we've done our show from Tracy Aviary a few times, quite a few times. And yeah, she would always bring the condor around. And Andy, it was uh, you know, I mean, he's he, I, I put this in the most delicate way. Not an attractive bird. <laughs> you know, they they have just kind of these lumpy, weird faces and yeah. big bump on. And but he was. There was some sort of charm that shone through there. He was uh, he was very curious, mm-hmm. and he was very gentle. 
And do you like to eat dead things? Yes. There's enough pretty things out there. I love a little lumpy charm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that reminds me. We need uh, callers to play. Frank Christ presents They're Fine. They're Just Fine. 877-602-9696. You will win those monster truck tickets, the Hot Wheels Monster Truck Show. 877-602-9696. Call now. You will win. I promise. Well, okay. Sports weather traffic. Sports. Well, uh, with my busy summer uh, working on finals the last few weeks and everything, uh, I know just in, in anticipation of today, I should probably catch up on all things WWE so that I can report on it properly. After watching Monday Night Raw last night, it was interesting to see uh, Matt Riddle teaming up with Drew McIntyre after uh, he had previously done so with Randy Orton. Mm. Matt Riddle's the fun, goofy guy, and he oh, gets paired he? with these, you know, big macho men. And it makes mm. for a fun dichotomy. Mm. Uh, also, I know everybody was very worried about the state of the supergroup, The Judgment Day. I sure was. But uh, after member Finn Balor uh, recruited mm. the rest of The Judgment Day to fight Cody Rhodes. Uh, their relationship has, yeah, for sal- the time being, sal- no, been repaired. Oh, it has actually. been repaired. Oh, okay. yeah. well, that's, good. that's good. I hate to see them, you know, being distant. Mm-hmm. And then I know SmackDown tonight will address um, the rift between the Uso twins. Well, I sure so hope so. That'll be uh, very interesting to watch. I Weather. Have no idea what you're talking Again, about. I don't know why they have to fight. I don't know. I, I don't know why they have to fight. <laughs> why do you have to fight? Good morning, Frank. Oh, good morning. Frank Christ, Grim Reaper, Celebrity Reaper, has joined us in the studio. Parked his electric scooter right over there by the window. Frank, you're already moaning. Well, it's it's a day of, well, I can't say a holiday, a day of note. Yeah. I don't know what the best way to put this is. Is it? Because we're uh, celebrating an anniversary today. What's the anniversary? Uh, In the office, we're celebrating, um, it's a... in 2009, Patrick Swayze. I had to go get him. Oh, mm. is there a picture of him? Hey, I think I've seen. Isn't there a picture of him in your office? We have a wall of fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Frank Christ reaps the souls of celebrities, and that's very hard for him because oh, I love our precious celebrities. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> and Frank, he's he's a, and he is the kind of reaper that you would envision. He's a skeletal figure wearing a. A, a robe with a hood, and he carries a scythe and the whole nine yards. And, yeah. And he uh, joins us here to play a game we call Frank Chris Presents. They're fine. They're just fine. Frank has given me a list of four celebrities or well-known people. And on this list, three of the people are... Oh, they're fine. I checked on them yesterday. They're just fine. Yes. But one of them... Oh. One of them has passed, and it is the contestant's job to figure out who that is. Who do we have to play? You've got Josh. Josh, good morning. How are you? Morning. Good. How are you? I'm uh, fine. I'm no, just fine. Yes, 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 you are. You're fine. You're just fine. And I'm the same. Uh, Josh, uh, because it is National Never Give Up Day, uh, Frank has given me a list of people who are famous failures who refused to give up and became successful. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Yeah. You have to tell me which one of these people is still with us. Number one on this list, Howard Schultz. He bought Starbucks, brought Starbucks to international stage. However, the early years were anything but easy for Mr. Uh, Schultz. While still an employee for Starbucks, Schultz envisioned bringing the Italian coffee shop to the masses. However, the owners were not convinced that it could be done, so Schultz bought them out. 
and in uh, uh, and then made Starbucks the success it is today. Number one, Howard Schultz. Number two, this man never gave up, Sir James Dyson. Dyson invented the bagless vacuum cleaner that has added more convenience in the way we do our household chores. But just how many prototypes did he have to go through to arrive at the perfect vacuum cleaner? Living on his wife's salary as a teacher, he created 5,126 prototypes and cleaned out his savings in the process before he created the perfect vacuum cleaning machine. Number two, James Dyson. Number three on this list, Vera Wang. Before she became one of the world's most sought-after fashion designers, she had her sights set on making it onto the Olympic figure skating team. She didn't. She got an editorial job at Vogue and stayed there for 17 years. She then tried another career for 15 years, but didn't find any success there either. It wasn't until she started designing wedding dresses that things turned around for her. Number three, Vera Wang. And number four on this list, Elizabeth Arden. Arden experienced several failures. She dropped out of nursing school. Afterwards, she tried a number of different careers, such as being a receptionist, a bank teller, a secretary. All of those things fizzled out. Her first business venture also failed, but that didn't stop her. She took out a loan and set up her next business venture, which was a success. The $1 billion Elizabeth Arden Cosmetics Company. They earn a billion dollars a year. Number four, Elizabeth Arden. So of those four people, one of them is dead. Who is it? I don't think Elizabeth Arden is fine. I, I think, I'm not sure what you're... I think, Josh, that you're... Are you saying that it's Elizabeth it's Arden? A, it's Elizabeth Arden, oh, yes. Okay, there yes. we go. Yeah, she died in 1966 at the age of 84. She was interred in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in Sleepy Hollow, New York. Oh, it's a beautiful cemetery. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, Josh. You've won those tickets. Take the kids. You'll, you'll have a good time, okay? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hang on. Hang on the line, and we'll tell you how to get those tickets. Yeah? I've I've got to go, and you're not going to like this. Wow. Has anyone seen Rosalind Carter? Oh, no. 96 today. Come on, she's she's okay. She's with Jimmy. They're still together. Yes, they They're are. They're hanging on. To each oh, other. <laughs> oh, Roman Polanski's 90. Oh, the, the, oh yeah. let go. me go check yeah. on him. Why don't you go, you'll go overseas? I yeah. will. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Frank. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Is this a sponsored feature, Nick? Yes. A Pokemon Obsidian Flames is available now at Haster Games. This fantastic new set for the Pokemon TCG features stunning new cards, including special Pokemon EX Haster Games at 6831 South State or HasterGames.com. Thank you.
Well, here he is. Uh, he stepped into the studio to uh, tell us about movies that are uh, playing right now. He's Sean Means, Sean Patrick Means. He's the culture editor at the Salt Lake Tribune and a movie reviewer. You can find all of his reviews, uh, moviecricket.net. And, of course, uh, the Salt Lake Tribune is sltrib.com. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. We've got quite a few of them, actually, don't we? It's, it's August. It's the clearance sale. Where Everybody. do we start? we got three Sundance movies before we get to the two studio films. So okay. We will start with Landscape with an Invisible Hand. Hmm. This is a science fiction satire. It's a few years from now. Aliens have been here for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a species called the Vuv. Which is a weird name, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, weird looking. They're weird looking. Somebody describes them as gooey coffee tables. Yeah. Gooey coffee tables. Yeah. yeah. They're sort of squarish pink. They, and, they yeah. don't they don't look like any alien you've seen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they get but they gave us great technology, which was nice of them, but in so doing they tanked the economy. Mm. Sorry. So you have the rich people have moved up to the aliens floating platforms and everyone else is down on earth fighting for scraps. So you so you've got two teenagers, Adam and Chloe, and they start to fall in love, but uh, but they've got economic problems in their families. So to to make some money, they live stream their romance to the to the aliens because the aliens don't know what this thing called love is. Oh, and so they 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 love watching. They they're fascinated by it. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, when the romance starts to slow down, the aliens threaten to sue them because they've, <laughs> they've been lying all this time that they you know. Uh, and uh, and they want all their money back. They want all the money back. Well, yeah. So to keep from getting sued, both of the teens' families have to think fast and, and do things that mm-hmm. they maybe would be against their dignity. So mm-hmm. um, okay. there's some funny stuff in here. Uh, Tiffany Haddish plays She's Adam's great. mom. She's great. Uh, th- there's also a lot of ideas in here about class divide and mm-hmm. racial divide, and how. How, how rich people will bow down to their alien overlords if there's a buck in it. When sci-fi is really good, it'll make great mm-hmm. political and social commentary. Yeah. You know? there's, there's almost too many ideas in here. Oh, and really? It's, 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 it's hard to pack them all into anything. It's based on a book that apparently is a very acclaimed novel. But um, I'm, giving, I'm giving it uh, Landscape with Invisible Hand. I'm giving it three stars. Three. It's at Megaplex Jordan Commons and Century 16 in South Salt Lake. How, long, how long ago was it a Sundance film? Uh, this is just this year. This year, okay. Yeah. Passages. Passages. This was NC NC seventeen when it was rated, but then oh, yeah? the distributor sent the rating back, so it's un, officially it's un, unrated. Unrated, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's NC seventeen. Uh, very good movie about a guy doing very bad things with his love life. Um, the, the the German actor Franz Rogowski, who's amazing to watch. Uh, he plays Tomas. He's a movie director. Um, he's married to Martin, played by Ben Wishaw, uh, and. Th- but then, it, it, just as his last movie is wrapping, he starts an affair with Agathe, who is a school teacher in Paris that he met uh, at the film's rap party, hmm. played by Adele Exarchopoulos, who was in Blue is the Warmest Color. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Mar- Martin, uh, Ben Wishaw, normally he'd be, overlook, be able to overlook this. This, this, is, this is the sort of thing that happens with him at the end of every you know, every every movie gets in, gets this way, but Tomas insists this is the real thing, and he wants a relationship with her, but he doesn't want to give up Martin either. Oh, so, uh, and in both cases, most of what Ma- Thomas wants is to have lots of sex without any consequences. Well, sure, and we get to watch lots of NC sex. NC seventeen, yes, yeah. without any consequences. Um, there's a lot of good acting from the three leads, and that's the, the, which is the real reason uh, to get. I'm giving this three and a half stars. Because okay. the performance, the performances are amazing. All right, and okay. and yeah, uh, passages, and it's at the Broadway. All right, so 
Aliens abducted my parents, and now I feel kind of left out. I remember yes. this title from Sundance. Yes, this and, is, and it would seem like a movie with that title couldn't be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I fully disagree. I was, I was, I was hooked from the minute I heard the title. This is a fa- <laughs> this is a family friendly comedy. The, the sort of thing you'd see on Disney Channel, um, but it was filmed here in Utah. The uh, filmmakers are veterans of the Studio C. Uh, oh yeah, uh, extended universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Emma Tremblay, who uh, plays Itzy, she's just moved into the small town with her parents. They they think they're going to be the next Chip and Joanna Gaines. So yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, she wants Itzy wants to be a journalist, but she needs and and she learns there's a contest for the best newspaper story and the chan- and a chance to go to New York on a fellowship if she wins. Contest is to write about the most unusual thing in your town, and for Itzy, it's the guy in her class who comes to school in a spacesuit. <laughs> that's that's Calvin, played by uh, Jacob Buster. He's obsessed with tracking a comet that only that comes to Earth, comes by Earth every ten years. The last time the comet was here ten years ago, uh, Calvin's parents disappeared at the same time, mm-hmm. and so Calvin thinks that they got kidnapped by aliens, and that 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 when the comet comes back, his All parents right. will come back. So, I see. This this is better than your usual sort of Disney Channel level, you know family movie there's a lot of warmth and heart here the humor is not dumbed down it's not too cynical and the two young actors uh emma tremblay and jacob buster they give some really they're good huh? they're really charming they're really great right so uh three and a half stars three and a half. aliens abducted and i just love the title aliens abducted my parents and now i feel kind of left out <laughs> okay poor and guy. that's that's poor, at a few of the megaplexes poor guy making the sign at the theater is gonna have to figure out how to do that <laughs> well yeah. uh fartsies yeah getting getting the studio movies Strays. Strays. Which, I uh, mean... Big sigh. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Strays takes the idea of spoofing the talking dog movie. You know, you have, mm-hmm. you know, Homer Bound, The Incredible Journey, many others over yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make it funny by having the dogs say swear words and constantly talk about poop and sex. That's, um, yeah. So it's a kid's movie for adults. It's a kid's movie for adults. And this it's, is a short film, yes. Yeah, you've got Will Ferrell yeah. and Jamie Foxx voicing the two main dogs. They're fine. They're great. Yeah. Um, there are some good dog jokes in here. My, and, and the thing is, the best dog jokes have nothing to do with the, with the, with the swear words and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my, favorite, my favorite one is one of the dogs tries to, just tries to tell a knock-knock joke. And can never get past the beginning of it because the dogs hear the knocking and start barking. And they start barking. Yeah, yeah, that's my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you you but, wish there. There's one joke in this movie, and it's that dogs say swear words. And like I said, a ten yeah. minute short or a fifteen minute short. Yeah. This would have been Nine, great. ninety minute movie. Not so much. Yeah. I, I gave it two stars, and it's going to play everywhere, and it's going to do very well because yeah. People are stoned. Well, uh, let's move on to Blue Beetle then. Blue this Beetle. Is, this yes. is kind of a tricky one. This is a DC Comics character, um, sort of a sort of a greatest of American hero kind of vibe mm-hmm. here. Uh, they're in Palmera City, which I guess is DC DC Comics's version of Miami. It's you know, sure if Gotham is New York, Palmera <laughs> City is Miami. Um, uh, and you have Jaime, who's uh, played by uh, um, Holo Meridania. Dania. Mm. Meriduania. Mer- 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 it's easy for you to say. No, yeah. it's not. Um, he's 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 cool. He's 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 just graduated from college. Just came back from Gotham, uh, Gotham <laughs> University. Um, and but uh, he gets he gets home and times are tough. His parents, first parents, and he's trying to figure out how to get a job. Um, and in his job search, he crosses paths with Jenny Cord, who the Cord family owns. Cord Industries. Cord Industries, the big the big company there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they, one of their big things is they do weapons. They're sort of like Stark. Yeah, you know, they 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 do a lot of weapons. And Jenny's dad had wanted to get away from the weapons business, but dad disappeared a few years ago, and Jenny's aunt Victoria took over, and she's very much into the we're making weapons and we're making yep. bigger and badder weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's played by Susan Sarandon. Uh, as the villain, and it's it's kind of that's kind of the disappointing part of the movie because I love Susan Sarandon, but in uh, here here it's just all the villain cliches, all the ah, you know, if, ah. yeah. If she over, had a, over the top, if she had a mustache, she'd be twirling it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jenny hands Jaime something mysterious and says, "Don't open it." It's something that oh. she's stolen from the, li- the lab. There's her first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, so of course, he and the fa- he and his family open it. Of course. And there's a big, there's a scarab-looking figure. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, the scarab has latched onto to Jaime and is taken over his body and has created this giant sort of ex- suit of armor, exosuit around him, yeah. and with thrusters and flying and all. Yeah. So, so Jaime has to figure out how to use all these superpowers that he's got. And and sort of get along with the the entity the AI that runs the thing because mm-hmm. it's a yeah um, which is voiced by Becky G the, oh, the singer okay. so mm. um, and so he's trying to figure out how to use these new superpowers and at the same time Victoria is trying to get them away from him because mm-hmm. she wants to create an army of super soldiers weapons like you do uh huh the action is really fun and really fast in here there's a lot of good humor the family. Uh, 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 one of them is his his, his crazy inventor uncle, played by uh, George Lopez. Yeah, who's okay. very funny. Uh, his his Nana uh, Adriana Bar- Barraza, who you might remember from Babel a few years ago. Um, she's she's grandma 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 turns out to be uh, more than more than uh, you expect from you know your old abuela. So, mm-hmm. um, and this guy Sholo, uh, 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 he's really good as the young superhero. The, the problem with with Mar- with DC comics movies is you know there's a shelf you know there's a short shelf life because Gunn and Saffron are coming along to change everything. And James Gunn says he's going to keep this keep this, this one this one though. I mean it's a self, it's it is a self contained story and you yeah. could you could you could work you could him keep in it or not yeah yeah you I mean it's not like the Flash that's so tied to everything you know Justice League and so on yeah um, this you you could go in a lot of directions with it and it's. It's cool and it's fun. So, uh, three stars for Blue Beetle. Hmm. And right. yeah, it's playing everywhere. Everywhere. Hmm. All right. There you go. Well, that's uh, a lot of good movies out this week, mm-hmm. it looks like. Uh, what uh, What do we have for next week? Next week, we have Gran Turismo. Interesting. This is, this is based on the PlayStation game, but it's based on the true story of a game player who gets recruited to oh, race yeah. real race cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really good at racing them yeah. on a video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they, so they say so let's they, try him out for for real. For reals, yeah. and it's supposedly based on a true story. David Harbor plays the gruff coach who has to train him, and Orlando Bloom plays the the fast talking guy who convinces them to the, do this crazy thing. And oh, and I, I don't know the name of the kid. So all right, well, Gran Turismo next week. All yeah. right, well, thank you very much, Sean Means, everybody. Uh, you can uh, find him moviecricket.net and of course sltrib.com. Thank you. Uh, all right, we've got boners coming up. Here are the candidates you'll vote for. Number one, hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. <laughs> boner candidate number two, the alligators were after me. And boner candidate number three, it happened because I'm a people pleaser. Uh, boner of the day, three news stories. These are examples of bad, stupid, or funny human behavior. And you will decide with your vote of these three candidates which one is the worst. 
Which one deserves to be boner of the day for today, August 18, 2023? Boner means mistake, of course. We'll give you two candidates now. A third after the news. Once you've heard all three, then you will vote. All right, boner candidate number one. Hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. Uh, Calhoun County, Alabama. Collecting Pokemon cards has made a major comeback in recent years, but you might have a rough time becoming a poke master behind bars. 35-year-old Josh Daly Hardy, a now former corrections officer for Calhoun County, was arrested after allegedly stealing Pokemon cards from a local Walmart. (laughs) Mr. Hardy, who had just completed a shift at the county jail, was still in uniform. He was reportedly caught on surveillance cameras, removing individual Pokemon cards from their packaging and putting them in his pockets. Quote, it appears that he had taken his uniform shirt off, turned it inside out, and was still wearing it. But the star badge could still be seen, said Calhoun County Sheriff Matthew Wade. When Walmart employees confronted Mr. Hardy, he fled the store on foot, but was later located at a restaurant uh, nearby. He was arrested and charged with theft. Sheriff Wade added... I made a promise to always be transparent with my position, and this is why I'm making sure the public is made aware of these types of actions. This is not a reflection on the other correctional officers that are dedicated to the sheriff's office and working with honor and respect. I am deeply embarrassed and infuriated by the actions of this one person who has brought dishonor to the others that were supposed to be his extended family. Hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. Boner's candidate number one. Here's boner candidate number two. The alligators were chasing me. They were after me. A man facing multiple charges after police say he broke into a Phoenix woman's home while naked over the weekend. A house occupied by several children as well. The suspect, 68-year-old Eugene Howard Shelton, reportedly told investigators that he broke into the house because an alligator was chasing him. <laughs> Around 2 p.m. on Saturday, police responded to a reported burglary at the home. Uh, an officer arrived to find a naked man, later identified as Mr. Shelton, lying naked on the driveway with the homeowner standing next to him. According to court documents, Mr. Shelton told the officer, Alligators was after me! And he resisted arrest before he was finally handcuffed. The homeowner told police that it started when he received a phone call from his children who said a man had broken into their house. The five kids, ages 9 to 17, told police they tried to keep Mr. Sheldon from coming in, including one who hit him with an iron. (laughs) But he kept pushing on the door until he overpowered them. The father was nearby when his kids called and came home to find the suspect sitting on the porch in the living, or on the couch rather, in the living room. The only thing he had on was a pair of socks. (laughs) After his arrest, police recovered Mr. Sheldon's boxers and a fanny pack. By the front door, inside the fanny pack, they found some, you know, you know, drugs. Yeah. He'd, he he said, I smoked some some meth, and oh. then the alligator was chasing me. <laughs> boner candidate number two. All right. Coming up in a moment, boner candidate number three. It happened because I'm a people pleaser. Boner candidate number three coming up after this. Big boy news and opinuendo brought to you by Rockhounds Rejoice. Woo! The Crystal Festival with over 60 vendors is at the Mountain America Expo Center August 26th through the 27th. Free admission, family friendly, thecrystalfestival.org. And I'll be there uh, on Saturday, uh, 11 to 1. So that's next week. That's next Saturday, yeah. Mm-hmm. 11 to 1, uh, giving out prizes and looking at crystals. All right. Ooh. Thank you. 
Well, Jamie Foxx has provided a health update following his medical complication mm-hmm. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. In April, the Oscar-winning actor was hospitalized after suffering an unspecified health emergency. Details about the nature of the medical complication still remain unknown. Mm. Now, in a new Instagram post, Fox has provided an update telling his followers that he's finally starting to feel like himself. You're looking at a man who is thankful, he wrote, finally starting to feel like myself. It's been an unexpected dark journey, but I can see the light. I'm thankful to everybody that reached out and sent well wishes and prayers. I have a lot of people to thank. You just don't know how much it meant. I still will be thanking you all personally. Uh, If you didn't know, God is good all day, every day. Still hasn't said what it what it was though. Mm. Really, mm. Has, well, I don't know why, but there yeah, it is. Interesting. Uh, the death toll continues to climb from the catastrophic wildfire that incinerated the uh, island of Maui and has now killed 111 people. Oh my God! In response to the significant loss of life, makeshift morgues are being deployed to manage the situation. The main road in and out of Lahaina. The town hit hardest by the fire, reopened to allow residents in to see the heartbreaking damage. Residents queued up in lines of cars, eager to reach their homes or what was their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, However, their efforts were thwarted by uh, police-enforced blockades, preventing access to some neighborhoods. Still, despite standing half a mile away, they gazed toward the town, aiming to salvage belongings and find a sense of closure through the search. Uh, Karel Calvin and her boyfriend Mike said um, they can see their house, but they are unable to reach it. Oh, yeah? I guess theirs did not burn. Mm. Um, The hurricane force winds blew flames directly into their homes. It was just awful. Awful. Um, From all the accounts that I've seen online, I would suspect that death toll is probably going to get even larger. As they, uh, they're saying that there's still a thousand people unaccounted just for. Just missing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I if you look at video of uh, the aftermath, it looks like a nuclear bomb went off. Yeah. Um, some of the cars got so hot that the aluminum melted. Yeah. And there is just pools of mm-hmm. whatever that looks like hanging around them. A fierce wind-driven wildfire on Thursday had nearly reached the city of Yellowknife, the capital of Canada's Northwest Territories. Oh. The fire prompted now evacuation orders from Yellowknife uh, and airlift plans for thousands of people who live there. Officials issued evacuation orders for Yellowknife and the nearby First Nations communities of Ndillo and Dita. The scale of the evacuation is the largest Canada has undertaken in what is already a record fire season this year. Fire officials say the situation is more severe because the fire threatens the region's only highway that leads away from the flames. With the city's 20,000 residents, they're using that as the main thoroughfare to leave. The fire's already driven the evacuation of some 6,800 people in territories surrounding Yellowknife. Officials say that there have been no fatalities so far, but uh, the situation is dire. Patients under intensive and long care a long-term care at regional hospitals are being moved to other facilities. Calgary is preparing for reception um, per, of thousands of evacuees, and officials say certain high-risk individuals or those who can't make it out by road, they can register for evacuation flights, but they're trying to get everybody, just get everybody out of oh. the town because they're not sure they're going to be able to save it. Fires have burned more than 
53,000 square miles in Canada this year. That's an area uh, larger than the state of Alabama. Wow. Well, the FBI shooting here of a Provo man uh, who threatened to kill President Biden, uh, the Utah has a history of people threatening to kill presidents. Yeah. Uh, back in 2001, a Utah man knowingly and willfully made a threat to the, take the life of the President of the United States, George W. Bush. The FBI, or excuse me, the Deseret News reported at the time that the man called the FBI asking, hey, what if I kill your president? What do you think about that? He was sentenced to to a term of time served in prison and two years of supervised release. While on supervision, his probation officer reported the man made another threat against the president in 2004. Uh, In 2005, while being booked at the Utah State Prison in Draper, a man sent a letter to the White House addressed to then-President George W. Bush threatening to kill him, First Lady Laura Bush, and their daughters. I stated in that letter that I would drink the blood of my victims, and I warned the president that he should not have run for a second term. Uh, I warned him. But what did the ward members have to say about them? I'm sure they were nice, right? 2006, a man uh, incarcerated at the Utah State Prison Uh, sent a letter threatening to kill Bush and blow up the White House. 2009, an employee at Zion's First National Bank in St. George reported that a man came into the bank with an $85,000 check asking to open a savings account. He asked if the bank was solvent, and then he said, with all of this mess going on under Obama with banks and stuff, I'm sure if citizens lose their money, they'll rise up and we could see killing Uh, and death. Did that happen? No. Donald Trump. Court documents uh, state that a Utah woman said she was going to kill Donald Trump and let the black community have this country because because that would have she knew all the white people in it will become slaves to them and that's what they deserve. Uh, it's just, it just goes on just and on. No, insane. I know. Insane. And so all of these people, all of these people were arrested. And had to serve time. Well, some of them were already in jail. I don't know. Sending well, threatening yeah. letters from jail. But, exactly. But yeah. the ones that weren't were are, uh, have been arrested. Uh, the uh, um, the man suspected in the Gilgo killings, the uh, beach killings on Long Island. This is not the right story. Mm. Uh, there we go. Uh, there are cold case murders in Las Vegas. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, there are some thoughts that maybe... Oh, this this killer has something to do with them. Yeah. They're kind of... They may link some of the killings to him. Um, uh, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, uh, a woman learned that her daughter is one of the unsolved cases Las Vegas authorities are investigating for connections to 59-year-old Rex Hurriman who's accused of killing multiple sex workers on Long Island. Jessie Foster was 21 when she went missing in Las Vegas in 2006. She, she, her family thought she fell into a human trafficking scheme. Mm. Her body still hasn't been found, mm. but she thinks, they, or the police think that uh, they're investigating Herman in involvement in that. that. He, he has some connections to Las Vegas. Uh, I just pulled up an article that says he owns a timeshare in Vegas. Ah, that's what it is. Well, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, timeshare capital of the world. Yeah, there. Yeah, isn't that interesting? But he's he's there. He's apparently been there quite often. 
and it, and he's he's been there during the time some of these people went missing. Mm. So makes sense. Uh, let's see one other quick story here. How about you got a couple of minutes here? Oh, uh, the uh, COVID levels. Uh, uh, now it's it's not as bad as you think. Just, Federal surveillance data suggests that COVID nineteen levels are trending up, but key metrics say that that it's very very slightly. Because okay, I, I read an article, and of course everything I know relates to Star Trek somehow. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, big Star Trek convention in Vegas was last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to read people saying, yep, we got it at the convention. We, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I thought, oh, uh, great. Uh, COVID-19 hospitalizations have been on the rise since early July, uh, but um, uh, the, there's a 60% increase over the course of a month. Uh, but rates are lo- at low levels Compared to like last year and okay. the year before, oh. so it's it's there's it's been going up, but it's still lower than it was at the height of. The I day. feel better. I'm still going to get that magic booster when it comes yeah, out. Me too. In September, yeah. Uh, my wife's going to a convention in Las Vegas uh, ne- next next week. Ooh, fun! Masks. I'll I'll mention that. Yeah. Oh, boner candidate number three, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. Uh, boner candidate number three. It happened because I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> there's sort of two boner candidates here. I think. Um, a Stranger Things, the TV show, a Stranger Things obsessed woman has fallen victim to a ruthless catfishing scam where she began an online relationship, divorced her husband, and sent $10,000 worth of gift cards to someone pret- pretending to be an actor from that hit Netflix wow. show. Wow. Ma- Michaela, who is a film artist herself and now a single mother from Kentucky, claimed she was in a very toxic relationship with her husband. So she joined an online artist forum to make connections, according to the YouTube channel Catfished. I'm incredibly excited to connect with this fellow, with fellow filmmakers who share the same passion for the art of filmmaking. I'm seeking creative collaboration opportunities. I believe that together we can create something remarkable, she wrote on the forum. She received a message from a user named DKMH saying he would like to chat and eventually claimed that he was a very well-known actor. <laughs> DeCray Montgomery, who played Billy Hargrove on Stranger Things. DKMH is the title of Montgomery's poetry book. Okay. Me and him, well, we just really hit it off. Of course, I'm suspicious from the get-go until he starts doing things that make me believe that he really is who he is, Michaela said. I'm obsessed with Stranger Things, and Billy is just the bully. He kind of comes in and tries to just dominate, which is totally unlike his actual personality. <laughs> Although they never met in person, Michaela says that uh, he was always complaining to her about his relationship issues. Some of those issues were how his girlfriend controlled all of his bank accounts and was having some money problems. So eventually that led to Michaela sending Montgomery $10,000 over time. We bonded over, you know, art, and he was really nice. And then he said to me, uh, make sure you watch episode four and season two. I'm in that one. And he was. And he was. <laughs> Who could have? No, only he could have had that that's, information. That's what she says. Yeah. Uh, she, he, and she says, I know I was taken advantage of. It's because I'm a big people pleaser. <laughs> you know, he's a boner candidate. Yeah. Or whoever it is. Right. Yeah. And she's a boner candidate. Yep. I'm a big people pleaser. We spent a romantic afternoon just whispering social security numbers in each other's yeah. ears. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's uh, review the first two and get to voting. Uh, boner candidate number one. Hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. 
correctional, correctional officer arrested after stealing Pokemon cards from Walmart while in uniform. His shirt was tra- turned inside out, but <laughs> you can see his badge through the shirt. Boner <laughs> candidate number two, the alligators were after me. A naked man breaking into a random house because he said, well, the alligators were chasing him. And boner candidate number three, it happened because I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, that's it. All right. There you go. You've got to decide. Of these three candidates, which one is the worst? Which one deserves to be boner of the day for today, August 18, 2023? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jimmy's running a little late, but he'll be here. Okay. Yeah. You better. Uh, time now for uh, to award our boner of the day. And it's brought to you in part by a tuna melt sandwich. Ooh. Oh. And by Baseco is the first name in foundation stabilization in Utah. Is that just a crack in the wall or is it a sign of a major issue? Are your windows or doors sticking? Does any area of the floor slope? Level up with Baseco, Utah's highest quality foundation stabilization and repair. Schedule a free assessment today at Baseco.net. That's B-A-S-E-C. Well, there was no runaway winner this time. The voting was uh, oh, okay. spread fairly evenly among two, the three. Two days in a row, we've just had blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. But this time, uh, the winner still won by thirty votes. But uh, the, but good, all of them, yeah. all of them got you know good good voting, solid good. voting. Uh, but ultimately, the winner, boner candidate number one. Hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. Oh, that's a good choice. Yep. <laughs> That's your boner of the day for today, August 18, 2023. Now qualified to be boner of the week. That will happen today at about 9.50 this morning. Dave the flower guy, Dave Matson will be here to just tell us who boner of the week is. Now coming up in about a half hour, Nick. Mm. It's beat Gina. Well, beat Nick today. Yes. Because you're here. Uh, it's Christian Slater trivia. I am going to lose. In trouble. So. Oh, and uh, some people are, where's Gina? Where's Gina? She, she, her kid had a thing. Yeah. They're school shopping. Yeah. She, they're, and they're, I mean literally shopping for schools. touring colleges. <laughs> yeah. To not, see, not buying blouses. To no. see which one they should, <laughs> to see which one they should make a big endowment to. Exactly. All right. Uh, here we go. It's uh, Have Another Drink with Jimmy the Wine Guy brought to you by Popcorn and Wine. <laughs> Yes. Right here. Okay. That's good enough. Well, Jimmy the Santangelo, Jimmy the popcorn guy, yeah. is here. <laughs> He's got a bag of popcorn with him. Clean up aisle four. Uh, and uh, uh, Jimmy is the proprietor, of course, of the Wine Academy of Utah. WineAcademyOfUtah.com, all kinds of stuff there. Uh, but what are we, what are we, what, huh? This, this is, is one, of, this is one yeah. of the things you do. This yeah, is, this is one of my favorite tastings, popcorn yeah. and wine. Super fun. I wanted to feature it for you because uh, we have here our Broadbent Vino Verde wine Ooh. that goes really great with it. Uh, this Broadbent Vino Verde, you may recognize the label uh mm-hmm. 
uh, in the wine store. Yep, moderately sparkling. It's from Portugal, mm. and it's from the Vino Verde wine growing region, which happens to, um, mm. it, you know, there's different grape varietals. The Vino Verde is the region, not the varietals. And uh, this is produced in this beautiful, light, spritzy kind of a way, purposefully. It's not a, it's not a sparkling wine. No, it's not, not a champagne. Oh, it's not okay. a sparkling wine. No. But it does have this little petulance, we call it, this little prickle to the palate. Mm-hmm. And the reason is it goes so well with salty kind of fare. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Portugal, if you're along the shore, you're having fresh seafood, shellfish, uh, uh, sardines, you know, nice yeah. salty things of that nature, and uh, just beautiful low alcohol, nine percent. Oh, really? Lightly bubbly, good and crisp. A lot of citrus coming through. Say, I'm getting a lot of apple. A lot, a lot of, of apple. A lot of a mm-hmm. lot of lemon, and uh, it's a great breakfast wine because you know that mm-hmm. low alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we Thanks, do okay. is yeah. So we like to demonstrate this wine uh, in our wine and popcorn pairings. It's a pairing to demonstrate the fundamentals of food and wine pairing. So when you have okay. wine, you've got your fruitiness in the wine. And then, as, as Carrie pointed out, you've got a lot of acidity yeah. in the form yeah. of green apple. Mm. Yes. Popcorn has a lot of saltiness in it. And I chose uh, herbs and spices. So it's going to have a bit of herbaceous and Quite natural good, saltiness actually. to it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So the principle is the acid, the um, saltiness in the food mm-hmm. is going to cancel out that acid in the wine, mm. leaving behind the fruitiness and the flavor oh. of the wine. It smooths it out. There it, it is. Yep. Yeah. Smooths it out, and uh, yeah. the the luscious uh, fruitiness of the wine then combines with the the nature of the popcorn, and you get this like tertiary. You get this third flavor component coming yeah. through, and oh. it's so simple because it's just popcorn and wine. And, but it really does demonstrate, and we do this pairing. Um, we're going to talk about some of the Utah wine festivals coming up, one tomorrow at Lakai. Oh. Uh, but we're featuring this popcorn and wine tasting at the Cedar City uh, Utah Wine Festival, Cedar City over Labor Day weekend. Uh, this is a uh, uh, really nice uh, wine. We I had a white wine the other night, and we were eating something. It was buffalo chicken. You know, mm. So it's kind of salty and, and Salty and tart. spicy. Yeah. And I don't know what the white wine was, but it was. Uh, my wife picked it. It was perfect because it would... Sort of just cut that, nice. you know, down a little bit. Right. Just yeah. Perfect. Wines can really complement food. And uh, it, it a lot of times we're so worried about what wine to get because it's going to overwhelm the food. Actually, uh, nine times out of ten, it's usually the food is the stronger component. Uh-huh. The food is the stronger component than the wine. Um, and uh, But this is uh, a fun little pairing, fun little snack, little glass of wine. Uh, the Broadbent Vino Verde, 12 bucks in the wine store. Um, they do offer a special order on it with the cans, and uh, the Vino Verde comes in a rosé as well mm. uh, with that same little spritz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, uh, And there's a couple of other Vino Verdes in the market uh, in Utah. Uh, I particularly, they're all pretty good, but Broadbent, I've got a, a deep history with Broadbent. Michael Broadbent was the original portfolio developer from years ago, and they do a deep selection of Madeira, uh, a fortified wine, and things of that nature. But that's off track. This is their Vino Verde <laughs> uh, by you, Broadbent. How do you decide um, what wine to, to pair with food? I mean, mm. I, I guess... Well, that's, a, that's a 101 question. So yeah. there's three principles of food wine pairing. You yeah. want to match... Um, Body with body. So with with this popcorn, in a sense, really light, refresh, easy. It's not too mouth-coating in and boom, you want a lighter-bodied wine with it. Mm-hmm. If we try to pair this popcorn with, say, a fuller-bodied Chardonnay, uh, the Chardonnay would overwhelm the wine. Gotcha. You would not get that same experience. Right. Um, salt, big component. 
Salt is uh, really goes after the reds, the tannins, the dryness in reds. It'll drop that out. So that's why we pair uh, red wine with a lot of rich meats and roasts and things like that. But primarily, the first rule of thumb, and I should have started with it, first rule of thumb that we teach um, service staff is what's talking loudest on the plate? When you're looking at that dish, mm. is it the protein, the sauce, or the, you know, usually a dish is a protein, a starch, and a vegetable. Mm-hmm. What's talking loudest? Is it the protein? Is it that rich meat? Um, is it the fish with sauce over it? What's talking the loudest? What's most flavorful on that dish? And that's the wine that you're going to primarily pair with that with that primary I mean, we, flavor. We always think of a meat, uh, you have a red wine of some sort. Sure. Is there ever a, a white wine goes with? Meat? Yeah, when I was a Sam at a busy steakhouse on the East Coast, some people would come in like, you know, I'm in the mood for a steak, but I don't like red wine. Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. What you're doing is you want to pair um, the, the beef, the meat has to be very lean. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you can't do a big fatty rib. Uh, you can't even do a dry-aged sirloin, still highly marked. Marbled. You can't do Wagyu. Uh, that's really marbled. So you're left with filet mignon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very lean, right? Not a lot of fattiness. Yeah. So you have the filet. Then what we'll do is we'll put some crab meat over it, and we'll finish it with a blanc sauce, a little white wine butter, a little tarragon. Mm. And that says white wine all day, yeah. no red. So that's when you do your big full-body Chardonnays, whether it's a Merceau or Puigny Monarche from yeah. uh, Burgundy or maybe a big California-rich uh, barrel-fermented, slightly new-age Chard. Uh, that, oh, now you're in heaven. And yes. that's an example. Say, yeah. On the other side, on the other side, uh, salmon. Mm-hmm. Grilled salmon. Um, you know, salmon's usually just lightly herbed. Salmon speaks for itself. It's oh, got yeah. a lot of flavor. Yeah. Uh, red wine, a light body, whether it's a rosé or a slightly chilled Beaujolais or maybe a Grenache or, or perhaps a Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good, too. Mm-hmm. So there's red wine with fish gotcha. and white wine with meat. Mm-hmm. Well, what's a good wine to pair with the every man's meal of um, <laughs> talk depression to- Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, go, uh, I'd go white myself. I'd go- <laughs> Uh, I'd, I'd put the bag down and take a nap. But that's me. That's yeah. just me. I like that. What goes well with regret? <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No uh, sponsor here? Yeah, visit your Toyota dealer today. Toyota, let's go places. Well, we've got a lot of good questions for Jimmy lots. Santangelo, looks lots. like. And lots. Uh, nice. The lines are jammed up. Because uh, we'll free up a line right now because we're going to take a call. We'll take, oh, oh there's see, see, Colin jumped out early, so that means the line's open. Taylor is here. Hi, Hi Taylor. Taylor. Where are you calling from, Taylor? How you doing? On my way to work in Syracuse. All right, Syracuse, where they do a lot of drinking. Yes. What's your... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, what's your uh, question for Jimmy? Yeah, last year I tried wine for the first time. My throat closed up, couldn't breathe, mm. went to the hospital, thought it was the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what are my options for drinking wine? It was sulfides, you said. It's sulfides. sulfides. This might be a Dr. Cobble question. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh. uh, parts per million, yeah, those sulfides will come through. Very. Uh, it, if you, you have oak aging on wine, um, you want to avoid that. 
stick to uh, crisper, lighter style whites and reds. And uh, if it is, in fact, the sulfites, you can get. Uh, do you ever dr- eat dried fruit? Dried fruit. You don't sound like a dried fruit guy. Mm. But do you ever, like, you know, if you ever had dried apricot, that has a lot of sulfites in it as a preservative as well. Um, if you're that reactive, I suggest not necessarily. <laughs> but you can, you can buy out. wines that don't have any. Yeah, there are some natural wines on the market, but the, everybody will have a, a little bit of sulfites added to it for stabilizing. Even the, nat- even the natural wines. Even the natural wines. Uh, wow. Not all of them, but, you know, and then those wines are going to be real tart and kind of like, I, I don't like wine, so mm-hmm. I want I don't want to turn you off to it. But, um, yeah, a lot of your wines are going to have sulfites because it uh, is a preservative. You know what doesn't have sulfites? Bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good luck, Is that my man. Right? The, 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 the spirits don't have sulfites? Spirits won't. No. no. Go to, well, there you go. go, to, go just, just turn to the hard stuff. I was say you're not a wine guy. <laughs> Good luck, my man. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you. All right, let's go to Don. Hello, Don. Don, where are you calling from? West Valley. Okay, what's your question? <laughs> well, I quit drinking. Hate to burst your bubble. Well, that's okay. But, I don't um, it's not um, hurting me. I, I can drink all I want. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that about you. Um, my question is, because now I'm addicted to Lime Rickies, and I kind of want to steer away from the soda pop, and I love popcorn. Now I'm addicted to popcorn also. That's why I called in. Because yeah. I want to know if there's any like non-alcoholic wines that go good with popcorn. <laughs> So there are a few non-alcoholic wines on the market. Our friend um, up the street of Boutique, uh, uh, she has Ivy Ivy feature. Thank you, Ivy over at Boutique um, features some natural wines. Also, our uh, sponsors over um, uh, uh, on the on the south side um, also feature non-alcoholic wines. They're also, you know, what's funny. I prefer the non-alcoholic wines over the non-alcoholic spirits right now with Mm -hmm. what's available. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you who's winning in the non-alcoholic beverage, the NA beverage category is athletic brewing. Athletic brewing is a beer that is NA, uh, no alcohol. And man, it is flavorful. You could have their IPA against another IPA and it's in your like, wow, it's right there in the zone. Now I know you're asking, uh, Don about wine, but I just wanted to kind of give you an overview of that. Um, but Rocky Mountain mixers out there would uh, have a selection of all of them. Rocky Mountain mixers, Rocky Mountain mixers, you know, uh, and to go back to speaking of Ivy, she's uh, in the chat room, and she said, "I know a store that sells a f- wine filter that takes out the sulfites." Ah, there she. So I assume that she means her. So store. Taylor, uh, Taylor needs to contact uh, Ivy over there and uh, see about her that. Out. Yeah. All right, uh, Dawn, thanks for thanks. calling. Okay, thanks. Yeah, Thank all you. Right. All right, so we have some text questions coming in for the shy. What is the best inexpensive vodka? Inexpensive. The best inexpensive. Svedka. Svedka, yes. There you go. Easy. Uh, my not, name not this is Lightning off. Round. Not lightning pop round. off, right? <laughs> no, no. Don't buy the plastic <laughs> bottle stuff. No. Uh, let's see. My name is Charlie from Layton. I'm absolutely obsessed with tequila. Mm. I, I actually enjoy the taste. Well, I would hope so. Mm. What's a tequila mix drink that you would recommend? I'm eight months pregnant, so it's going to be a while before I can drink it, but I need something to look forward to. Well, tequila got her in this situation in the first place. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, uh, tequila in that soda water, we spoke about it last week, Ranch. Um, 
uh, uh, ranch water where you take uh, the Tapachico, yes. you, you take a pull on it. Um, so basically a highball. So your tequila and soda with a squeeze of lime is fantastic. And you can really control the amount of alcohol that you want to put in there otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would recommend that. That's oh. all. That's a fantastic cocktail. Talk about... The classic is a tequila sunrise. Yeah. Are they, do they still make those a lot? And what, yeah. what is it exactly? So the tequila sunrise, orange juice, and then um, the, oh my God, I'm going blank. It's on like the, a, oh, yeah. The, it's, the, it's the liqueur. It's, it's the a liqueur. liqueur so yeah. grenadine. 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 So it's not as popular because people are really sw- swerving away. They want natural, lower sugar mm-hmm. kind of They're a pretty thing. Pretty sweet. Pretty yeah. sweet. They can be pretty sweet, you know, with the orange juice and the tequila. So They're that's pretty. what a tequila sunrise is. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, in fact, that was my first cocktail that my buddy Steve Zimbeck and me made in uh, when we, in middle school. <laughs> I, but, uh, I remember yeah. enjoying them when I started drinking. But yeah, it's just too sweet now. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're pretty. They're, they're pretty though with that orange and then the red. So it looks like a sunrise, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and Paloma is another classic Paloma's cocktail. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you like it with squirt. I like it with squirt. Yeah, <laughs> you like it with squirt. And, and what I like about liking it with squirt is squirt has no um, caffeine in it, and that's kind of neat. Um, so, mm-hmm. anyways. Well, if you like sweet and you like cheap, I wouldn't mix it with good tequila, but a redneck mm. margarita with some Mountain Dew also there you does go. the job. There you go. I, I like to just take that Simply Lime Juice that you can buy in the store and mix it with tequila and just make a down and dirty mm. you know, margarita. Somebody has sent us a picture. I think it's some guy in the chat room. Apparently, the Salt Flats uh, 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 Brewing Company, yep. they have a vodka, and it just the, the label says, well, it's vodka. <laughs> so nailed it. Well, there you go. Vodka. And for our last listener, just really quick, new uh, destination distilling or new world distilling, excuse me, up there uh, in northern Utah makes an agave based spirit. And agave is the material that you make tequila out of. So they can't call mm-hmm. it tequila because we're not in Mexico. Ah. But it's really pretty solid. And uh, um, Dented Brick Distillery imports and then filters and ages and bottles tequila here in town and it's pretty good and it's 20 bones Mm. at the store that's Mm. great uh let's see here's a text question when we had visited spain the sangria was amazing (laughs) uh we've been able to do we we have been able to duplicate Hmm. what are jimmy's best recommendations for a good sangria i'm thinking they're saying we haven't been able to yeah 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 so sangria is a lot of fun you know you've got a um red wine you're you're floating it in there with a little bit uh you can use a lighter bodied red wine um uh with a spanish usually it's Mm -hmm. a jug of red wine so it's a table wine Mm -hmm. blend of uh tempranillo grenache and so forth Mm -hmm. um your fruit your fruit uh people use um citrus fruit slice uh, oranges um, you want to kind of the sweeter side but the key is to a good sangria is little brandy you oh. gotta drop in a little brandy that's oh. one of the components that sometimes and make it nice and chilled it is in the punch bowl if you're trying to make them a la minute one at a time it's not you know you need that soak a soak you need the you need the fruit to soak you, you don't squeeze juice into it do you you just put cut fruit into it, it or do you squeeze if you have the time it? yeah because then that's when you just have it sit in the bowl and really extract out like you, right. you want it to sit there for quite, you know maybe even overnight and maybe I would do it overnight in the fridge exactly so yeah. if you're having friends over uh, the next day kind of make it that night and uh, let it set yeah all right here's a question is bootlegging ever prosecuted? I have, fr- I have friends who regularly have alcohol shipped to them from other states. They've been doing this for years. 
never never been at never risk. Is this a bad idea? Well, yeah. it, it is a bad idea because there is a law against it. So what's happening is you're going to get taxed. The whole purpose for not uh, for bringing in alcohol not purchased in the state of Utah, just like any state's going to have a problem with this. They're not getting their tax, uh, and that's the whole point to it. So at what degree you'll be prosecuted? I can't speak to that, but I do know the whole purpose is just get your booze here in Utah. I get it. People have their gigs outside the state and they bring it in. Uh, but if you're not an operator and you're a resident or a citizen, nobody's coming after you because it's not like you're doing, you're not reselling it. You're just enjoying yeah. it for your home purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that, that uh, vodka from Salt Flats, <laughs> well, it's vodka, is only $10 for a 750 milliliter bottle. Wow. Well, it's vodka. Oh, it's vodka. There you go. All right. Jimmy Santangelo, the proprietor of the uh, Wine oh. Academy of Utah. What events do you have? Oh, we got a couple of events coming up. Look for me tomorrow at the um, Salt and Dine, uh, Salt City Wine and Dine at Lakai, uh, Utah Wine Festival in Cedar City. But I do have, sorry, I do have uh, 821 Monday tequila mezcal tasting at Beehive, Wednesday, 830, August 30th, summer patio sippers at Three Cups in Murray Holiday. And finally, rounding out the month at uh, the 31st, the Leonardo Museum, Leo Libations, Flight in Bite. And it's all available at the Wine Academy of Utah.com. Yes. Well, it's time for Beat G- No, check that. Oh. It's time for Beat Nick. Because Gina's kid had a thing. I'm booth announcer Johnny Yola with exciting information about a new cure for drunks. Yes? There's a cure for alcoholics that has shed its radiance into thousands of desolate homes. Oh. It does work silently and surely that while the affected loved ones look on, the drunkard is reclaimed, even against his will or without his knowledge. (laughs) It's Dr. Harold Boggs, Tawny Cocaine Port. Mm. The cure works like magic, consisting almost entirely of cocaine syrup and a few weak grapes. Wait, if any drunkard drinks copious amounts of this cocaine syrup, they will almost instantly lose their need and want of alcohol and gain a new want for life and fun. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The cure is cleverly disguised in a valuable port bottle that fools even the hardiest of alcoholics. But it even tastes like alcohol. So tell them to drink more and then hand them the Boggs Tawny Port. Ask your local chemist for it by name. Dr. Harold Boggs, Tawny Port Cocaine. And now, here's a man who doesn't have need of any Tawny Cocaine Port. No. No. He's a responsible drinker, and he's your host, Kerry Jackson. Thank you, Johnny O. Um, You're welcome. But aren't they getting addicted to cocaine instead of... Well, you... Well, you, uh, trade-offs are made. Okay, all there right. Trade-offs, I, I yes. was just curious, wondering what the origin Tra- of Trade-offs. All right. If you, by the way, if you Google Dr. Harold Boggs Tawny Cocaine Port, yes, it is an actual product. Yes, it is. Oh, does it ship with Prime? Of course. <laughs> I probably. And if you order enough, you get the shipping for free. <laughs> all right. Uh, we uh, The randomizer has picked a contestant. You will be going against Jake today, Nick. Hi, Jake. Are you there? Mm. Yep, I'm here. All right, Jake, we're going to toss a coin to see who goes first. It will give you an advantage in the game. Call it, Jake. Heads or tails? Uh, Let's go tails. Coin toss app says heads, which means Nick goes first. He has the advantage. So uh, It it doesn't matter, Jake. He's dumb. That's true. (laughs) Well, uh, so if if he beats you, Jake, what are you prepared to do in Nick's name? 
I'm going to make a donation to the road home. That's very nice. All right, so first question goes to Nick because he won the coin toss. It is Christian Slater's birthday today, so Christian Slater trivia. Great. Oh, I'm sure you'll do fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Young Guns 2. Did you see the movie Young Guns? No. It's a cowboy movie. Okay. Cowboys. Makes sense. What character did Christian Slater play in Young Guns 2? Okay. Was it one, Arkansas Dave? Was it two, Billy Bob Jr.? Was it three, Shrimp and Grits Johnson Jr.? (laughs) Or was it four, Roscoe Lee Merle Ray Skeeter Joe Bob Jr.? Let's uh, go with number one. Arkansas Dave? Correct. There There you go. You got a point there, Nick. And now, don't worry, Jake, he's really not bright. Uh, Jake, it's your turn. Uh, Jake, the movie Pump Up the Volume, Christian Slater starred in, of course, as a, as a DJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, he always was chewing a certain kind of gum. What kind of gum does Slater's character chew in Pump Up the Volume? Was it one, big red gums, now with longer lasting inflammation? Two, hubba bubba. Three, blackjack. Or for chickless gum for geeks without girlfriends. Uh, let's go with number three. Blackjack is correct. There you go. Oh. Blackjack. It's one to one. And now back to the clue. I mean, back to Nick. Nick makes me the perfect candidate for Christian Slater trivia. In a way. In a way. What vampire movie is Christian Slater in? Okay. He's in a vampire movie. Which one? Is it one, American Horror Story? Is it two, Vampires versus the Bronx? Is it three, Dracula, Dead and Loving It? Or four, Interview with a Vampire? I didn't see number four, but I'm going to guess number four. Interview with a Vampire. There we go. Doing pretty good for a dumb guy. It's two to one. Now, Jake, it's your turn. Jake? Christian Slater also does voice work for cartoons. Who did he play in the show Phineas and Ferb? He was a character in Phineas and Ferb. Who did he play? Was it one, Scrappy-Doo? Was it two, Paul the Delivery Guy? Was it three, Monty Monogram? Or four, Meatwad? Oh, man. My kids will make me from this and this. Uh, Number two. Paul the Delivery Guy. Oh, All there right. you go. It's tied. And now, Nick, somehow, rising above your low IQ, yes. you could win the game here. It's kind of my whole deal. All right, Nick. In what movie did Christian Slater play himself? In what movie did Christian, Plater, uh, Christian Slater play himself? Okay. Was it one, They Saved Hitler's Brain? Two, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Three, Sex Lives of the Potato Men, or four, Zoolander. Is it... Mm. Number two's not a... You said a movie, specifically, What right? movie did he play himself? Let's go... Number four? Zoolander! That's Nick, right. he wins the game oh, wow. somehow. That's right. I'm sorry, Jake. You must be pretty stupid. Oh, I am pretty no, stupid. No, stop it. Uh, Nick beat you. Jeez. Shouldn't say that. I'm oh, just kidding, of course, right. Jake. Uh, <laughs> you, you're going to get the prize anyway. You know that, don't you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hang on the line, and we'll tell you how to pick up your tickets. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. I got to go. Take. I, I'm taking an, uh, receiving an order for Dr. Uh, Harold Boggs' Tawny Cocaine Port. Now, be careful. There are, I, co- there are cops everywhere. Oh, listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I've am i been drinking this stuff for weeks. Oh, okay.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Big boy news now, brought to you by... Brought to you by Gracie's. Open daily for lunch and dinner with brunch Friday, Saturday, and Sunday until 3 p.m. Enjoy Gracie's patio and live music or watch your favorite sports in high def. Located at the corner of 3rd South and West Temple, must be 21 plus to enter. You know, there was a period of time where cocaine was used in a lot of things. In mm-hmm. Coca-Cola, for instance. Yes. Right. I just found this idea of Dr. Boggs... <laughs> Tawny cocaine port, fascinating though, in that you would fool the drunkard in your family yes, by be. making him think that this is really alcohol. Yeah, he won't be an alcoholic anymore. He'll be a cocaine addict instead. Yeah. <laughs> Even the bottle looks white. He'll just drink it. And, you know. uh, after 21 years of bitter estrangement, talking heads wow. have agreed to come together mm-hmm. for the first time since their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, don't get overly excited. They no. aren't. They aren't booking a reunion tour, uh, but it is something. They will be headlining a slot at Coachella, ne- or, they, or they won't be headlining a slot, slot at Coachella. No. They will appear together at a 40th anniversary screening of Stop Making Sense at the Toronto International Film Festival. Spike Lee will moderate a post-screening Q and A with members of the band. Now you're asking why Spike Lee? Yeah. Uh, why Spike Lee? He directed. David Byrne's American Utopia oh, concert right, film, which is the second greatest concert film of all time. I see. Uh, Talking Heads haven't played full concert together since the end of Speaking in Tongues tour in early 1984. Uh, they continued making records through the 80s, though. Their only live performance took place July 17, 1989, when the Tom Tom Club, which features Talking Heads, Rhythm Section, uh, Chris Franz, and uh, Tina Weymouth, welcomed David Byrne and Jerry Harrison onto their stage, and they did a version of Psycho Killer, played mm-hmm. Psycho Killer. Uh, the band formally broke up in 91. Five years later, uh, Franz, uh, Weymouth, and Harrison formed The Heads and cut an album. Was it any good? I didn't hear it. Guest vocalist Michael Hutchins, Debbie Harry, uh, Ed Kowalczyk from Live, and uh, Concrete Blonde's Jeanette Napolitano. Mm. They now brief- I need to seek this out now. They briefly toured with Napolitano. Di- David Byrne filed a lawsuit, though, to stop them. Yeah. Uh, the other members of the band may claim otherwise. It's a pretty obvious attempt to cash in on the Talking Heads name, and yet I would define it as something new they're doing, Byrne told the Stone, uh, Rolling Stone. I would say it's not the Talking Heads. They would say it is, just without the singer. It's different, and it should have a different name. They're, um, you know, they're getting ready to release this back into theaters, which, if you haven't seen it, Nick, is really good. Really just an amazing concert film. Mm-hmm. Stop and Making Sense? Stop well, Making Sense. Yeah, I've seen it. It's and fantastic. It is, and it's going to be remastered, cleaned up print, the whole thing. And um, he said in an interview, talking about this reunion coming up, because mm-hmm. they said, you know, we are going to talk about the breakup. Mm-hmm. And he admitted... I was a dick about the whole kind thing. Kind of a jerk. Yeah. yeah. He says, I, as the words he used was, I was a bit of a tyrant. Mm. Yeah. And so. Yeah. He's, he's, he's mellowed out a lot. and, um, and uh, With wisdom 
Yeah. With age comes wisdom. Yeah. He's kind of an awkward interview from all the things I've seen about him. <laughs> well, he can make things awkward if he wants to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I heard, uh, what did I hear him recently in an interview? He was quite, he was very pleasant. I was listening to some podcast, mm-hmm. and he was very pleasant and very informative. And I know he did Conan recently. Yeah. Oh, that's what I, that's what yeah. was, Conan O'Brien. Just one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, easy to see that much less water, That easy to see that much less water uh, flows through the Colorado River now than in previous decades. The Aqueduct Water Risk Atlas analyzes current and future water risks around the world, and it flags this region, and we are a part of that, as a top concern. We actually see that the Colorado River Basin is one of the most extremely water-stressed places in the world, said Samantha Kuzma, uh, one of the authors of the latest report. Six out of the seven states within the Colorado River Compact rank in the top ten of most water-stressed states in the United States. The Atlas finds that across the globe, 25 countries experience extremely high water stress every year, meaning they ne- use nearly all of the water they have every year on a yearly basis. Wow. Uh, with no, you know just nothing to spare. I just can't imagine. Uh, population growth, industrial and agricultural demands, and climate change all contribute to a need for water that's projected to increase by 25% by 2050. As climate change makes water more variable, it becomes less reliable, said Kuzma. You know, our farmers who are depending on water at a certain time of year won't be able to rely on that uh, timing as much as, into, as much into the future. Living with water stress can jeopardize people's lives, their jobs, the food supply, energy security... It is not not good, and clearly the Colorado River Basin is still very much affected uh, by this water insecurity. Mm. Uh, environmentalists uh, are saying that the inland port here in Utah is threatening the Great Salt Lake. Ooh. Dozens of protesters at the Capitol called on state leaders to abandon plans for an inland port near a sensitive part of the Great Salt Lake. The Utah Inland Port Authority is proposing a hub near the Bear River Migratory Bird Refuge near Brigham City. The agency is set to vote on the proposal Monday. At a time when the Great Salt Lake is in crisis, drying and dying, a state agency that frankly should not exist is making the situation worse, said Dita Seed with the Center for Biological Diversity and a critic of the Inland Port Project. She was joined by other community and environmental groups who oppose the Inland Port to argue the specific site, that specific site threatens migratory birds who use the area as a refuge. Less than half a mile is far too close for the millions of birds that utilize that area, and it puts them in grave danger, said Heather Dove, oh. the president of the Great Salt Lake Audubon. But the Utah Inland Port Authority is pushing back on the harms that environmental groups fear would happen should the Brigham City site go forward. We want to be good stewards of the land <laughs> and, sure. that we're over and we're and we're near that are nearby. So without question, we feel that we can balance the environmental and the economic interests of these well, areas. Well, why don't people believe you then? <laughs> we're developing in these areas and we're doing it in a way that's integrated with our natural environment. So to suggest that we can't do that here is nothing short of absurd. But you seem greedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. In Hawaii, concerns over climate gentrification have arisen. Really? Uh, A burnt statue sits amid the rubble of a home. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, with a housing crisis that has priced out many Native Hawaiians, as well as the families that have been there for decades, concerns are rising that Maui could become the latest example of climate gentrification. Oh, I hope not. When it becomes harder for local people to afford housing in safer areas after a climate-amped disaster. Kim Cuevas Reyes, a 38-year-old cell phone store owner, sneaked into Lahaina last Friday to see the remnants of her home. She took back roads and walked in, and she, so what she saw stunned her. She said, when you step into the house, it's like an inch or two of ash. Mm. There's nothing. She hopes to stay and rebuild her home and destroyed business and, and is in touch with the insurance company. Uh, but uh, it's going to be tough. And the housing crisis has already pr- pr- priced many. This is what they mean by uh, gentrification, climate gentrification. Uh, the housing prices are forcing Native Hawaiians and their families uh, out of uh, being able to live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's harder for people to afford housing in safe areas, especially after a climate amped disaster. The yeah. only people that can rebuild are people who have money. Yeah, and uh, insurance companies are refusing to pay out mm-hmm. for a lot of the damage, yeah. and uh, to make uh, you know to rub salt in the wound, uh, Wall Street investors have been calling up oh, these yeah. people yeah. asking to purchase their property. Yeah. They just they've been swooping in. That was a voter candidate yesterday. Oh, was it? Or the day before? I think it won, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Also, it'll be a contender for voter of the week coming up at nine fifty. Yeah. Uh, right. Is that it? That's uh, I'd say that's okay. Okay. Uh, sports. Well, if sports tickets uh, and their absurd prices are any sort of indicator, um, people have been going to great lengths to try to cover their pockets for that. Uh, Xavier Babadu, let, let's do that one more time. Xavier Babudar, <coughs> 29 years old, is accused of three counts of armed bank robbery, one count of bank theft, and 11 counts of money laundering, and four counts of transporting stolen property across state lines. He is an infamous Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs superfan uh, who uh, was indicted by a grand federal jury for all of those charges. According to the Departments of Justice's release, uh, Babadar fled while out on bond in Oklahoma after receiving $100,000 in winnings from an Illinois Illinois sportsbook from bets on Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes to win NFL MVP and Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. So, uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> There's your fun old sports there. Okay. All right. Apparently, it's something called the Rock and Roll Half Marathon. Yeah, I'm looking at it right so now. Look it up. Look it up on your own. Any street closures right now? Uh, no, not until four tonight. Okay. Not until four tonight. All right. That's what I'm getting. Oh, well, I know they are going to shut down Second West yeah. for that. All right. Oh uh, well. Yeah. So if you if 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 you look it up, see if it affects you. Good luck with that. Mayor Wilson <laughs> is here. <laughs> All right. Can you do anything about this rock and roll half marathon, <laughs> Mayor Wilson? No. Hey, the one marathon I ran was the rock and roll marathon. Oh, really? Oh, I'm go. a fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. I ran one marathon myself, one only, and probably pretty much ended my running career. <laughs> yeah, mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mayor Wilson, the Salt Lake uh, County Mayor, excuse me, Salt Lake County Mayor um, Wilson is with us, and she. Uh, it says here you want to talk about uh, an event you're doing with the uh, Elizabeth Smart Foundation. Well, you know, we did it last night, oh. and it was beyond uh, my. It, it was amazing. It was, I had some great expectations for it, and it exceeded those. Um, so, 
sadly, one out of three women in Utah will be the victim of physical violence or sexual violence in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And Elizabeth Smart is taking on that issue. Uh, She has formed um, Smart Defense. And this group goes around the community uh, and teaches us women about how to defend ourselves. And uh, I invited our, our female mayors in Salt Lake County and several showed up. And it was it was really powerful what we learned in a couple of hours. Is, it, is this physical um, uh, defense, physical protection, or is there something else involved? Well, you know, I kind of thought we might talk about things, and we did, but it was very active. Hmm. We learned how to punch. Um, we learned how to scream. We learned how to use our voices. Mm. We learned how to, um, if we were to be physically, you know, held, how to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And um, it, we went, uh, it, they took us right to it, and they were very good. Mm-hmm. And these are martial arts um, fighters, some of them, really great men, and a lead female uh, walked us through this course. And I would recommend it. Um, look it up. If any of you have influence at our colleges throughout the state, they're working to take this course um, to college women throughout our state. And they've started some alliances with a few. They're expanding that. And um, I'm, I'm a fan and want to uh, introduce more women to this opportunity. So mm-hmm. people just look for the Elizabeth Smart Foundation uh, and then they'll be able to find it. What is the program have a specific name again? Yeah, it's Smart defense smart defense uh yeah it's uh in do you know is it free or what no there's a fee to sign up but mm-hmm. they're supported by the maloose foundation who's helping them get going and um it, it's worth doing and i think it, it's affordable and the mission is to educate uh, women and men on how to protect themselves and they actually have a course for men Oh. Um, sadly, most often, uh, the figure that was given us is 90%, 98% of attacks are by men. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, men, they're teaching about um, respect for women and other elements of um, dealing with their own challenges in life, I think, partly. Um, but, yeah, they, they threw us right in. And I'll tell you, the mayors in my county are amazing. Some are more soft-spoken some are more you know you, mm-hmm. you, you get the gamut right mm-hmm. and it was interesting because the first exercise was be loud if somebody is in front of you you yell loudly get away from me and and that was felt uncomfortable like mayors wow. are usually listening and yeah. engaging quietly and we're paid to engage with the community in a way that's um, calm and respectful and we and listening and it's kind of hard for us to be and it is for women generally. I mean, we're often taught as women to listen and to kind of be more um, soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. And to use a loud voice is critical um, when somebody violates your space. Well, it's not and ladylike to use a loud voice. <laughs> no, and it's hard for us. And, and think about Elizabeth, right? She yeah. she was interviewed and shared that question was asked, you know, would it have been impacted your kidnapping and she said i don't know but i know that i would have been better prepared um with some some tools Mm -hmm. um so i think it's really important that people get um you know more aware Mm -hmm. of the the challenge in our community we have a long way to go and i'm going to keep working on sexual violence issues and domestic violence violence issues and this is just one way 
I, I have the feeling, though, Salt Lake uh, County Mayor Jenny Wilson, that you don't you don't have any trouble yelling loudly. <laughs> oh, I was one of they didn't have to come back to me. Yeah, I, I, I kind of just like I mean, I've never heard you yell, but I of my association with you over the years, I kind of get the impression that you I was you'll just, yell if it's. Required. I was just wondering uh, how Aaron Mendenhall did. I, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm sorry she couldn't make it. She's oh. out campaigning. Um, she's out knocking on doors. No, so yeah. I, um, next time. But, yeah, I think we're going to do this again. It was it was great. How many uh, uh, female mayors are there in, in the county? Yeah. You know what? We were counting last night. I want to say 10 of 23. Really? Um, I mm. might be off by one or two. I'd have to that's, do the full count. But we good. had, I think we had, like, there last mm-hmm. night that's good but we yeah, always could great. use more yeah. always more i think i think all yeah. uh, all the people who run our cities and states yes. and countries they should all be women exactly yeah and i have to do a shout out to mayor don ramsey that's working she had surgery but she figured out how to modify the activities and um <laughs> yeah it was it's pretty cool yeah. what we mm-hmm. learned all right, Jenny Wilson, um, Salt County Mayor, thanks for talking with us, and uh, thanks for bringing that information. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Smart Foundation, uh, I look for it, Smart Defense. There are classes for men as well, but just pr- directed at women primarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for talking with us, Mayor Wilson. Yeah, have a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Uh, coming up, we got a couple of minutes here. Mm-hmm. Coming up at about 9.30, we're going to play a, a bit for you. It's Kyle Brown's last phone call into the show. Yeah. Mm. And we got that for you coming up um, at 9.30. I did get a message uh, from Elena, who has been getting all the money together for the burial plots mm-hmm. and the headstone. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hit me this morning and says, wanted to give you an update. Plots are fully paid for. There's a good chunk of money to be putting toward the headstone. Uh, Radio from Hell friends of the program are amazing. All the love from the friends of Kyle. Be excellent to each other. Look over there. And uh, you can still give. You know, get a really nice headstone. Yeah, what's the Venmo? Uh, the Venmo is, let me find it here. We do have uh, a QR code on all of our social medias. I have it pinned to my Twitter. Uh, but it is uh, Venmo at Elena, L-A, excuse me, A-L-A-Y-N-A dash Williamson, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-O-N. And uh, I had someone say, well, there's several Elena Williamsons. Well, it's spelt with a Y, you see. And she's, uh, yes. there's a picture of her in front of a, uh, uh Amazon sign. Yeah, she, I guess she works at Amazon. Mm. And so uh, you do that, and it's it's a shame that none of us yeah. here can, can be at the memorial tomorrow, uh, but n- uh, Nick... Nick's brother mm-hmm. will be there. Because I'm trying to contact him right now and make sure. That yeah, he's because going to be you're, there. you are Nick's longtime friends with Kyle Brown's son, oldest son. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I'm BFFs with him, but my brother is. Oh. and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so he's been a family friend for way before I even worked on this show. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, if you're looking for other reasons to donate in Kyle Brown's name, I know uh, his son was also uh, posting donations to ALS Research Mm -hmm. as well in Kyle Brown's name. Mm -hmm. I can give Katie the info about that if you're looking to, uh, you know, put your dollar to work a little bit further. Now, the service is tomorrow, and like Bill said, we're sorry that none none of the three of us can make it. Uh, But uh, anybody is welcome. The public is welcome. And one of the things that uh, Kyle requested is 
because he's a skateboarder from way back, is, is bring a sticker, any kind of sticker, and stick it on his casket. Yeah. He wants his casket covered with stickers. So That's going to be at the Centerpoint uh, Theaters. Uh, and um, was that Farmington or Bountiful? Yeah. Centerpoint Legacy Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family will be gathering at about nine thirty, and then the public mm-hmm. will be, and anybody can go. Yeah, we've got it. We've that. got it on our social media, so uh, look it up there. On this day in nineteen seventy nine, mm. XTC released their third studio album, Drums and Wires, featuring. Ten Feet Tall, Helicopter, When You're Near Me, Complicated Game, and that song, Making Plans for Nigel. Sounds like a real needy Nigel. Yes. He's a problem child, I think. All right, anyway, 1979. Good Lord. (laughs) All right, time for the Boner Recap. Now, Brittany is going to be our contestant, but we need people... To fall back on in case Brittany gets it wrong because it was a close race today. Yeah. So uh, we're going to uh, recap the boner here, uh, Brittany, and uh, you tell me which one won, and then you'll get tickets to Reggae Rise Up, which is occurring when and where? It is occurring uh, September 20th at the Granary Live. All right. Are you ready, Brittany? Yes, I am. All right. Here and we, we don't need any other callers. Oh, you're sure? Oh, okay. Well, well all right. Uh, boner, boner candidate number one. Hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. A correctional officer, uh, while still in uniform, although he turned his shirt inside out, but you could see the badge kind of th- through it. Uh, he w- w- got off his shift uh, f- working at the jail and went to Walmart and started stealing Pokemon cards. Hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. It's boner candidate number one. Number two, the alligators were after me. <laughs> it's a naked man telling cops that he broke into a random home because he was being chased by alligators. And boner candidate number three was, it happened because I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> a woman who was catfished out of $10,000 by a scammer posing as a star of Stranger Things. So there you go. Three candidates, Brittany, who was the winner? It was number one. Yes, it was. Hey, it dummy, was we can still see your badge. Mm. You were right. Didn't need any backup. You've won tickets to Reggae Rise Up. Congratulations. Sweet. Thank you. You're quite right. welcome. There you go. Well, that was fast. We got, mm-hmm. we got like five minutes to kill now. Well, why don't we just whistle? <laughs> why don't we hum a tune or two? Sure. Did you get a hold of your brother, Nick? No. He's probably sleeping in knowing mm-hmm. him. Does he work? Yeah. He works for my pops oh. right now, just across the street, actually. So maybe I'll make it a family affair and go check in on him after the show. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you walk in and shout, wellness check? Is that what you do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, the uh, stickers. Uh, Kyle Brown wanted stickers for his um, casket. casket. And uh, here, uh, my wife left these this morning. There's a Fear Factory sticker. Mm-hmm. And oh uh, yeah, and a sticker for her uh, roller skating, her roller derby, the Beehive Skate Revolution. And I'm sending Nick's brother with some Frank Christ presents stickers. I got a bunch, and I'll go pilfer the mm-hmm. sticker coffers. Yeah, get some, get some promotions uh, booth afterwards. And see what else I can snag. And you, uh, Carrie, do you have mm. uh, some uh, KJQ stickers? Not here, no. I can't. I have not here with. I've me. located one at my house. I might have more. Uh, well, actually, two. 
I've located my one of the kids' stickers. Yeah. Uh, mine only. I was going to say, I only have like one copy mm-hmm. of each of the old stickers. I don't have any multiple copies. Mm. And then I found one that was not popular, I don't think. It was the, just the letters KJQ, but it was uh, there like orange with black stripes. Is that or pink with black stripes? I think you're ch- checkers is what you're thinking. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a. It is. It's like a pink orange color with black and black checkers. Checkers, yeah, that's what it is. And, and that one was not popular because you couldn't see it very well. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I promised this couple I'd send them a KJQ sticker, and I know what they really want is like one of the cow ones or. Yeah. See, those are kind of lost in time. I gotta find. I got something. I think. You know, we got that ancient cage downstairs that holds all the antiques maybe there's some maybe there's some in there, there. if it wasn't damaged by whatever water was that would be perfect for kyle brown's casket as yes well. yeah and, stickers. and i don't know how many people have approached me with the same idea nick mm-hmm. this is a promotions meeting now okay <laughs> <laughs> they want reproductions of the old kjq cow stickers mm-hmm. or not stickers but shirts remember the first yeah. shirt that we ever did yeah they want reproductions of that. But with maybe, KJQ on it? No, or? but we no. could put X96 on it. Okay. That, sure. That'd be kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll get on it. There you go. We, have, we must have pictures of them somewhere. <laughs> I'm, sure we, I'm sure we have an ex- someone would have an existing shirt. Mm, yeah, probably. Because it was kind of interesting the way that it was done. It was, it was done in like Spotted. an, it was like an invisible square. And uh, it was the cow print patches with a white shirt, mm-hmm. and then it just had KJQ on it. But I've had so many people ask for that shirt in really? particular. You don't have any of those, do you? Mm. You, yeah, just the cow print in a square on the front of the shirt. Yeah, it was a specific design, though. I'd have to. Yeah, we'd have to find one. Yeah, show it to me because the better option would just be a cow print all over the whole shirt mm-hmm. with an. We did one oh, of those too. Logo. See Nicole in the chat room. I've got two KJQ cow stickers, but we look for the shirt. Look for the shirt. Okay. Another thing, since we're in the promotions meeting. Yeah, why not? Uh, the boner T-shirts, I think, need to change the artwork. I yeah, it's like, been a minute. I like the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but we don't do boner fight anymore, and that's that was right. the impetus for those shirts. That's, that's right. So a new design, I think. I think the last focus was trying to get those uh, X96 parody Utah flag shirts out of the gate. And oh, we have, people, people love those. We have way. so many of those boner T-shirts still. So I, I think the plan is to try to burn through the stock of those and then yeah. come up with the new thing. Just, but, or we could give them to the Goodwill. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Desert Industries. <laughs> Take um, these off our hands. Yeah, I mean, we've, we we could give away as many boner t-shirts as you want here, you know. Okay. So, uh, I mean, if you've got tons of them, we'll give them away at other times. We will. We could give them, give them away uh, during the boner recap and during just the boner voting as well. Yes. So, sure. Just at least two a day. Well, we could this is a that. great meeting, guys. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> we got more accomplished in this meeting than we did in the real one. Yeah. So that, that's good. All right, then. We will take a break. We'll be back. I hope you've got plenty of leftover news. I'll dig it up. All that leftover news that you have over there, bring it. Mm-hmm. Big Boy News brought to you by... When a tiny drop causes a ripple, it, tri- it travels through all corners and provides streams of wonder and oceans of discovery. Reserve your visit now at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. All right. Thank you. I'm doing this story for one reason and one reason only. What's that? Otherwise, it's pretty boring. Uh, Although two state agencies have found problems with how he paid himself and others with money from other jurisdictions... 
former Cache County attorney James Swink said it was all approved. Was this approved by county executive? Was it done according to statute? It was, Mr. Swink said in an interview with Fox 13. That extra work and extra pay program was set up by the uh, competent attorney. Well, he's no longer the uh, Cache County um He's no longer the Cache County Executive, the Deputy County Attorney. He's been replaced. He's been replaced by David Zook. Oh. So Mr. Swink has been replaced by Mr. Zook. Swink v. Zook. Apparently you have to have a funny name to hold that position. (laughs) That's the only reason I did that story is Swink and Zook. Uh, Hurricane Hillary uh, growing rapidly to Category 4 strength off Mexico's Pacific Coast. And it could bring heavy rain to the southwest U.S. by the weekend. The U.S. National Hurricane Center said Hillary had sustained winds of near 140 miles an hour at midnight and was expected to continue its rapid intensification through Friday morning. Should start to weaken Sunday, uh, Saturday rather, tomorrow. Uh, the tropical storm conditions could begin affecting the Baja California Peninsula late today. Yep. Hillary's projected path threatened landfall in the middle of the peninsula by Sunday. Hillary was centered uh, just off of Los Cobos. The Hurricane Center said it was. Uh, it is going to be a pretty significant storm. If it moves on to or brushes by the Baja, it could survive briefly as a tropical storm or tropical depression and cross into the U.S. Um, there has no there been no tropical storm making landfall in Southern California since 1939. Jeez. Rainfall impacts from Hillary in the southwest United States are expected to peak this weekend and into Monday. And I, I, I think a little of that may even affect, go as far as to affect us this weekend. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, let's see. The uh, Department of Justice is looking for a sentence of 33 years in prison for Enrico Terrio. Good. The former Proud Boys leader convicted of seditious conspiracy in one of the most serious cases to emerge from the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Uh, Tyrio, who once served as a national chairman of the far-right Proud Boys, and three lieutenants of his were convicted by a Washington jury in May of conspiring to block the transfer of presidential power in hopes of keeping Donald Trump in the White House. Lock him up. Prosecutors mm-hmm. are asking for 33 years for one of Tario's co-defendants as well, Joseph Biggs of Ormond Beach, Florida. And they're asking the judge to impose a 30-year prison term for Zachary Rule, who was president of the Proud Boys in Philadelphia. 27 years in prison for Ethan Nordo of Auburn, Washington, who was a Proud Boys chapter president. 20 years for Dominic Pozzola, a Proud Boys member from Rochester. Uh, Pozzola was acquitted of seditious conspiracy, but convicted of other serious charges. Uh, Sean Means reviewed the movie today, and I, but I liked this review that I saw early this morning of Strays. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the do- movie where uh, it's it's real dogs talking. They're talking with the voices of Will Ferrell and uh, Jamie Foxx. Nice. It says here, there's a long history of live-action films featuring talking animals, and the vast majority of them are for kids. Strays, on the other hand, presupposes that adults feel left out and want one for themselves. <laughs> And yes, thus, and thus delivers pooch comedy of an R-rated variety. Alas, any grown-up's desire for such material will be swiftly neutered uh, by Bob and Star go to Vista Del Mar director Josh Greenbaum's latest, which, despite boasting the participation of genuinely funny people like Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, and 
uh, Isla Fisher, uh, and Randall Park. It is a mirthless mutt of a movie. (laughs) Stray's conceit is that it's anthropomorphic dogs curse, speak profanity about sex, and defecate and urinate on all sorts of things, including themselves. Its prime potty mouth is Bug, played by Fox, a Boston Terrier, who resides on the streets and lives by three rules. If you want something, pee on it. If you desire something, hump it. And without a master, you're on your own. Sounds funny, doesn't Uh, it? No, not at all. Not at all. I well, I love Will Ferrell, but he has had a downward trajectory. He's been the last very few funny years. lately. No, really. well, he split from Adam McKay, yeah, uh, his writing partner, yeah. and uh, everyone says that Will Ferrell's an ass behind the scenes, as mm-hmm. funny as he is on the screen. Yeah. But I can see that. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're what seeing now the creative force. You were saying what the falling out between them was, and I can't remember. It what was. Uh, it had to do with the sports series that the, he's doing on HBO. The basketball movie oh, yeah. that basketball he did about thing. the Lakers. Because right. Will Ferrell wanted it. to play the coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, John C. Riley got yeah, it. Yeah, John. Right? He, he said, "I need a real actor in there, I, mm-hmm. and I need John C. Riley." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. John C. Riley's kind of like in, stuck in between the two of them, like. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the thing is, though, the people who made this. This dog movie, mm-hmm. that Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Pretty good. Pretty it was good a funny one. movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. So yeah. it's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, petition call. This, I'm sorry that this is this is not the way things work, and I'm sorry it do, they don't work generally, uh, because I liked this show a lot. There's been a petition calling for a third season of Mind Hunter. Oh yeah. Uh, based on the ta- a true crime book of the same name, the show first launched on Netflix in 2017, set in 1977, and I think it's still on Netflix if you want to see it. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. First season is really, really good. Second season also good, maybe not quite quite as good, but damn good. Yeah, my wife liked it. Uh, set in 1977, it follows FBI agents Holden Ford, played by Jonathan Groff, who is fantastic. And Bill Tench, an actor named Holt McCallany, uh, which you may have seen him here and there, but he's not very well known. Uh, They attempt to get inside the minds of serial killers, a completely new brand of murderer at the time. And so this is, and it's based on a a book written by an FBI agent, a guy who's uh, thought thought up this idea of of, uh, uh, profiling. Profiling, thank you, of profiling. And there's an episode, I think it's in the second season, where they, they go to visit Charles Manson. Yeah. And it's played by Dewey Crow. Mm-hmm. And, who, who also played Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's right, he did. That, that's Dewey Crow. <laughs> uh, I can't think of the actor's name now. He's Australian. Oh, I need to see that movie again. He was so he, he is so funny as Dewey Crow in Justified. He's kind of this low-level bad guy and i think he's in every season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of justified the original series yeah. and he's just hilarious as dewey crow this this just uh, criminal who just screws everything up all the time you've been watching that uh, justified uh, I, series I, now? i've watched it a little bit mm-hmm. they he finally put his daughter on a bus and sent her away so and, I think the, I, and the show got better yeah i think i probably would <laughs> like it better but anyway the petition to get a third season of mindhunter a lot of people have been signing it, but I just don't think it's it. not how it's done. Yeah, yeah. And Jonathan Groff is mainly a Broadway uh, performer, plays one of these FBI agents, and you know what? He's famous for playing King George in Hamilton. Oh, there's one scene w- with King George. It's a showstopper. Mm-hmm. He has one big scene where he oh, comes yeah. out and sings, "You'll be back." Oh, it's you know, hilarious. It's yeah. just 
brilliant. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You should just, if you've never seen Hamilton, just look up the just, song. Jonathan Groff as King George in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I've heard all the songs in the car from my mom. Yeah. But. <laughs> he sings, you'll be back. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, there's another movie out that we probably ought to check out. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Death and Porridge. Oh, boy. It's another one of those, like the Pooh Bear one that was yeah. recently out. Uh, following the viral success of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which I think did pretty well. Yeah. Goldilocks well and the enough Three... for a sequel, apparently. Goldi oh, really? Yeah. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Death and Porridge, offers a grisly reimagining of a child's fairy tale. In the teaser trailer, two people are seen walking up in the woods as an armed ma and masked version of Goldilocks cackles around them. The clip then cuts to people in bear masks as one stirs a pot and another one lifts an axe above their head. It was written by and directed by Craig Rees and it, the synopsis reads, never enter into someone's house without permission. You know, like Goldilocks did. Mm -hmm. uh, and cast members are people you've never heard of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Great. It's boner of the week time. Yes, it is. Dave the flower guy is here still kind of beat up from his a little bit sore. Falling on yeah, the train. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave fell on the tracks train, uh, and then the train ran right over him. No, he fell on, he was on the car inside, and the train started, and Dave then didn't start and just went mm -hmm. flying, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you're feeling a little better? Yeah, but I'm better by still a little stiff and sore. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, take a hot bath. That's what you need. Take, try that. Uh, let's uh, do the boner of the week. Dave is here to select it, and Dave, uh, you'll see Dave around town with flowers. Buy them, and uh, he'll he'll be very nice to you. He'll say thank you and <laughs> take your money gladly. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, boner candidate from Monday. This is number one. I understand it's sad and all, but can you come into work anyway? Uh, this is a young woman working at a. Um, I think it was a Starbucks, as I recall. Yeah. And uh, her, uh, she had to have her dog put down, and she needed to take time off work to do that. And her manager said, well, listen, it's sad that your dog is... Can, can, can you just change it and come into work anyway? Change the time you're going to have him. Uh, she, just, she decided, I don't think I'll work here anymore. <laughs> uh, boner candidate number two from Tuesday, the vultures are circling. Uh, that's the uh, uh, unscrupulous uh, real estate investors... Uh, calling property owners in Maui, their houses are burned, and they say, look, we'll buy the property from you. How about that? Mm. Uh, boner candidate number three from Wednesday. Well, they could have left. They could have said no. <laughs> Ex-advisor of President Trump, Michael Flynn, General Mad Dog Flynn, uh, he placed the blame on the Jews for their own deportation to concentration camps. And to particularly Auschwitz, he was mentioning. Any mother who would be told, give me your child, give me your baby, uh, we're going to separate you, we're not going to put you in like a club car, we're just going to stuff you in there. They could have said no, there weren't any guards, Flynn said. <laughs> Boner candidate number four from Thursday, what about the horse rides, the horseback rides, what about the zip lines? Uh, pe uh, people vacationing on Maui at the exclusive Four Seasons Resort you know, that fire is bad and all, but, you know, does that mean you're, you're going to cancel our horseback rides? <laughs> and then uh, boner candidate number five from today. Hey, dummy, we can still see your badge. Those were five candidates that are very good. Who wins, Dave? Number three. Number three. That would be, they could have left, they could have said no. Mm. Michael Flynn. Yep. 
Ex-general. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you, David. Yep. All right, I've got to rewrite my line in the promo. Okay. Uh, I have to see so, it. Here. And it will be quick because this is entirely too long. Okay. <laughs> Let me uh, find so, it. So I will quickly. I'm just, I'm warning you, Bill, to go okay. quickly to uh, okay. be ready to jump. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, everyone else may be letting you off easy this weekend, but it's important you take full advantage of your time by prepping for Monday's Radio from Hell show. Gina will be back from dealing with kids stuff, but Bill Frost will be returning as well to tell us what the hell to watch on TV at 8 o'clock. I'll have geek news for you at 845, and it's very important sports with Ed Brass at 7 o'clock. Glue down your radio dial. Give your earlobes a big old stretch. Any self-prep is good prep for Monday's Radio from Hell show on X96. Easy. All glue right. your radio down your glue down your radio down. There you go. Okay. To our frequency. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Uh, we good? Fine job as always, Katie. Live long and prosper, bitches. Hey, hey, hey! Don't you know who I am? Remember who you are and what you stand for.